Hi, Ross here. Just quickly before the episode starts, we had some technical difficulties, which means uh, I'm missing from the beginning of the show. But don't worry, I'm in it later. He's so needy, is Craig. Everybody, hello and welcome to this Christmas special episode of Fosfex Party. God damn it. Happy baby Jesus Day, everybody. Happy baby Jesus. I don't know about you, but I think baby Jesus is my favorite Jesus, as opposed to zombie Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> by the by, this is Fosfex Party. We're not here to talk about Jesus, well, not specifically. Uh, we've got all your favorites here. We've got Ross, we've got Spin, we've got Ant. We'll do the introduction in a moment. We're going to cover off some hobby talk. We're going to do some viewers' topics that you've been sending in to us. We'll be talking about some next year's projects. Uh, we're talking about year in summary. Then about you. Mine's involved mainly wearing a mask. Uh, and then we'll we'll say goodbyes for the year. Goodbyes to 2020. Um, so let's start us off by introduce yourself, guys. Uh, can you say hello, Ross? Spinlar. Corona hello Jesus there. himself. The other kind of oh, Jesus. Oh, they, maybe, maybe Corona Jesus is my favourite. And, and... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And it is I, Dan, uh, a.k.a. The Coxman. Okay. Um, right. So, how is everybody? Very well, right. so are, are we all yeah. geared up for Christmas? Is, is, uh, is, is Evil Santa going to bring you something good? Just for, for people that don't live in Leicester, Walker's is a local... It's quite a big butcher's, isn't it, I suppose? Big butcher's yeah. pie maker thing. But they make, Mowbray, is it? I don't know. But pork pies, it's, it's one of the few things that Leicestershire's on the map for, other than COVID. Jeez. <laughs> Red letter, yeah. Um, but they are, they are quite literally the most amazing pie filling. It's just incredible. A Walker's pork pie. God damn, it's so fine. I would have indigestion for the next three days after eating it now because I'm an old git. But I mean, but that's what bicarbonate soda is for, isn't it? <laughs> There's a fix for everything, isn't there, these days? Uh, <laughs> Sugar the you pot know, pie with it. You, you know I'm not wrong. You know I'm right. This is this is cool. So far we've covered the various types of Jesus and aging constitutions and pork pies. This is great. Um, who wants to kick off with hobby talk though? Let's actually talk some <laughs> hobby at Christmas. Who's going to kick us off? Who told you you could leave? Where was I? Yeah, and I built a Panzer Fourteen. Well, no, wait, that... hang on. I don't. Oh. Do we know if it got the beginning? It was at this point we began to suspect our software had fucked up. Uh, yeah, well, I did not. Like... Wait, 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 wait. Because it... I've got a da- I've got a download here. Let me just bear with, bear with, bear with. Bear with. You watch. It's going to be a bitch tonight. <laughs> He's just not going to want to do it. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig. You had to go at him for doing the AAC file or whatever it was. Yeah, probably. Oh, fucking cockwomble, Craig. Not record? Has it not recorded any of it? No, it's it basically just skipped the recording. So, hang on. Fuck you, Craig, you bitch. Well, it says it's recording now. Yeah, we just don't know where it's whether it's uh, got the first bit. Properly, is it? Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, I've got, I've got another one here. I've got two okay. files, basically. Right. Let's ca- let's crack on. Cool. So, should we assume that? It, should we go back to when I the to me with the hobby? Yeah, chat? back to you then. Ben. Okay. Cool. So, my hobby has been limited as usual. 
Uh, I painted a uh, epic vindicator for my epic heresy army uh, as a test model. Um, get an idea of that. Uh, I think I did a couple of Alpha Legion models. I don't know if I did them before last time or not. As test, trying to get a test color for that one, but not happy with those. Uh, I built the Inquisitor model, converted that up, ready for this competition thing that we've got going on. And then I built a Panzer IV tank. Um, but yeah, I think that other than spending money on stuff, uh, like all the bases for my Angel's army. Um, that's about it, really. Is your Angel's and Death stuff? Yeah. Careful now, I don't fall asleep. Um, sorry, what Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just nodded off. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it for me, hobby-wise. Are you fucking please. eating? Yeah, yeah meat and You motherfucker! I knew it! I knew I could hear you eating! <laughs> you absolute bitch! You know how much that's gonna, that's gonna piss me off so much in editing? I hate I've been you trying to so resist. much! I've been trying to resist, but I just couldn't. Well, it, well, it, it better be something good. Starburst? Uh, do, you want okay. me, do you want me to drive around and take it off him, Ross? <laughs> I just I couldn't believe the fucking temerity of that. Just it right was... in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> just pops something in his mouth. He would uh-huh. actually drive around and do like the Batman meme where he slaps Robin. No! <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, with, so with your Epic Vindicator, with your Epic Vindicator, Spence, what chapter, or sorry, Legion, are you going to go for? Iron Warriors. Are oh, you doing Iron Warriors as well? Yeah, so the, I mean, this has been one of the plans right from the start. Is that mm. uh, the reason my choice for going with Legio Krytos in uh, AT is because they supported the Iron Warriors, and I always intended to do Iron Warriors in Epic as well. So I've got like a, a, so I could use their, the Titans in the Epic Army. It's basically all connected, fluff wise. Like uh, the the the, how, uh, the, like the Knights will be House Caesarium because they supported the Iron Warriors on Talon. Everything's been. Everything has been based around Talon, effectively. Get you getting all Mr. Fluffy with all your stuff, huh? It's been like that from day one. Uh, that, that's, yeah, I know. You know just... I mean, it's why I, you know, essentially the Talon books is why I kind of got into doing Iron Warriors in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. with, with regards to this epic um, 30k, what kind of mm-hmm. points level are you looking to get to? 3k. Uh, I mean, I think the normal for Epic Heresy is considered as 4K, but based on my experience of us playing Epic down, like the original Epic down the club, I think 3K is probably a game that you can get in in the evening. Okay, if that's the case, if it's because it all sounds very serious now. Because I know Dan, you got that army from the boys, didn't you, with regards to just being, Did. you know, such a it's such all a great painted guy. as well. Um, I've mm-hmm. obviously, I'll talk about my bits and bobs in hobby chat in a sec. Obviously, Spence, you've got yours on the go, so I suppose I better yeah. fire up the printer and get some terrain pumping out at some point. Uh-huh. I've got some of uh, Pete's old ter- uh, epic terrain, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we could but, totally uh, use the Titanica stuff as well. I mean, you know, it's not... Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, it's, it's not true. quite scale, but... It actually probably scale quite well. Does the job. You've done that. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was the, like, my intended plan for this for 2020 was to kind of focus more on the smaller scale stuff so epic mm. uh, at uh, aeronautica uh, bfg that sort of stuff but obviously the year didn't go quite to plan but um yeah, i'll still be trying to focus on that um yeah 
That's and where thinking, and, and you say you, you, you painted those Alpha Warrior, uh, those Alpha Legion. Uh, they're just what... a couple of test models. I'm trying to get like the right color for the base for the base armor color. Uh, I've done two examples. So I was just about to say, but I thought you painted those spoons and you were kind of dead set on what you were going to go for. Did they not come out? Uh, I was, I was about, no, because no, no, the, the spoons were done with the color shift stuff. Oh, right. And okay. the, the thing with the color shift stuff is that it, it, it's one of those ones where, like, on photos, when you look at it, it looks nice. But obviously, when you get it in person, it can look completely different. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's the reason why I've done, like, two different um, test models for uh, the Alpha Legion at the moment is that I, I can't get quite the shade of blue that I'm after. I've either got it too dark or too light at the moment, and I've got an idea for a third one that hopefully sits in between. It'll be just what I want. And then start. Um, mm. I mean, it was also another game. It was another, you know, like I said on the last episode, another way of me kind of practicing with the airbrush with different things. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. The thing is, as long as you're kind of getting some shooting, some brush, uh, shooting some paints and kind of, you know, kind of getting some trigger time with regards to your painting and stuff, I suppose that's all that matters. Yeah. You can kind of tweak and, and it, it and, and home it. Yeah, I need to get back to it, but. Um... Yeah, like I said, it's just one of those things. I mean, um, I just need to get like doing it, so I get more mm. confident that you're doing it, and uh, you're getting more idea of how you know how things work, what colours to use, how like, the different paint. Because that's one of the things I'm learning very quickly is like different paints. Even if like, for example, like the Vallejo Air Range or like the Games Workshop Air Range is like different depending on the paint as to yeah. like what its consistency is like in the in the in the brush. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like some paints clog it up quicker. And so some that you need to be watering down more. And then it's like, well, you know, some you can't you just use water. You've got to use like a specific kind of uh, thinner of some sort. And, it's, you know, it's just all that sort of like stuff that goes goes around with uh, the um, with the uh, with the, with the airbrushing that you don't really know until you try it. See, you're being far too technical. So all I do, right, with mine is I whack in the oh. paint. Whacking some water, whacking some medium, whacking some, uh, what is it? Let's have a look. The, the, like the um, flow improver and just bang it through. Well, that's the thing is I've not, you know, I did it by you, you, using that method. This is how I've learned that I need to do the, the bits that you've talked about there that you've been doing. So uh, yeah. I started off with paint and water. And, uh, you know, right. and then it's like, okay, that's not quite working. And then I kind of look it up and go, why is this doing this? And, Oh, it's it's like with the like uh, a while back when I did, I was going to do some undercoating and it just kind of came out spattered all over the place and wasn't really like thin like I'd expect. And that's when Dan went, yeah. "Well, you probably your, your needle is probably too small for what you're trying to do." Oh, right, okay, I need to get a new needle and you know a bit a bigger needle. You know, uh, oh, it's because I'm using the Star and All Res primer that's a bit thicker than most than others. So, and it's just all this sort of stuff that you know, like it's, like say you know I picked up some flow improver to put that in and. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just like, like I said, it's just that lear- learning by doing kind of situation. That yeah. I'm at the moment. The, there's a guy that I used to watch while well, I still watch him quite a lot now. It's a guy called Wear the Brush. Um, I can't remember his proper name. And he's really good when it comes down to his painting tips and tricks and all that. He used to be on um, Mini Wargaming, I think it was. Um, or still oh, might Chris, be. Um, like a uh, like, Filipino looking fella. Yeah, yeah, that's the dude. Bit of a, bit of a chunky chat, but he's a really, really yeah. nice guy. And um, yeah, send me a video. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll I'll pop you a link, and I'll tell you one thing. Some of the stuff he can, some of the stuff he does. He painted, you know, the new Necron, whatever it was, bloke that 
Darren Latham, who used to work at Leicester GW. Uh, the Silent it. King. That's the dog. No, um, it's like the, the like, you know, like oh, you know, like oh, the, the fragments yeah, of the Catan. The Catan. Yeah, it's not a haunt dog. Yeah, whatever it's or called. Whatever it's called. Basically, oh, the, um, the the shard, the Catan dragon. Yeah, the big, the big, you know, kind of jizzy looking yeah. dude, and. Um, he he was painting. He's painted that, and I'll tell you one thing. You know when you just like, it's really nice, really really nice. But far too, I've got no need for it, and I haven't got the patience to kind of paint one model to about standard because it'd just be completely insane. But uh, yeah, it's, it's mean, very very good, very good. Oh, I'll have to yeah, you have to send me a video, and I'll have, uh, check him out. And, yeah. and I think that's part of the part of I suppose what my hobby is that side of it, like do. I've never been one for YouTube much or like watching videos on oh, YouTube, but so that's serious. what I've been doing a lot of recently is watching yeah. like, and, and quite frankly, it's like, like for example, like with the blood angel that I did that example, I put in a search, I was searching for, you know, techniques to paint blood angels using airbrush. And I was quite surprised at how limited the number of videos that came up for that sort of thing. Like, really? Generally it's all like handbrush stuff. Uh, but okay. you know, it was a lot. I mean, that's just from my opinion. With I might have just watched a couple and gone, "Ah, oh, this guy's voice annoys me," so I just stopped watching. Um, no, so there's a big, take, uh, there's a big shift for stuff like that over to Patreon because it's like, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah you like your little legends and stuff like that. Are they the? It's ones not even that. Really? Like I've I've noticed this quite a lot with, um, like all different types of painters. So I used to follow a guy who painted cars. Um, well, like airbrush, yeah, no, like proper cars. He would airbrush, like, um, you know, when you see like the hot rods and stuff, and they've got like the sick oh, designs, yeah. yeah, he did all that. And then, um, like, he's moved all that over to Patreon rather than doing it for free. Well, I suppose if it's his living, you know, you've got to it's a paywall, that's what it is these days, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go, there you go. So, okay, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much me done. Cool. What about you, Do Dan? What you next, been up to, mate? Sir? Oh, me? okay. Um, yeah, no, that's no, fine. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, go on. Shall we do ladies? Away. Shall we, shall we, let's say, well, let's do ladies first. Right, hang on uh, the, typical, seconds, right. the, the, the typical British. You go. Now you go. Now you go. Oh, now you, you go. go. Oh, you put English the phone standoff. down first. Oh, you put the phone down first. Oh, I love you too. Right. Okay. Here we go. Stand by. <laughs> so we last. Let's have a look. Back beginning of November. When was it? 13th of November, you said? 14th of November we last recorded. 14th of November was apparently the yeah, last so recording. It's, so it's just over a month, ladies and gentlemen. This is a first. The apocalypse is upon us. Right, so um, <laughs> since then, I painted a World Eater Leviathan. Yes! With a melter thingamadoogee and some snippy claw things. Um, they are legitimate because, names for their, what he's armed with. We'll let that. To be go. honest with you, he's. I, I, you know what? I've, I kind of just went for it with him, and I'm really chuffed how it came out. And yeah, that's like, good. I, man. I can't. I, can't I, I just need to pick up a drop pod, and then just basically just put him in a back line of somewhere and just watch him rampage and kill things. Um, finally, got around to sorting out the 3D printed Warhound. Um, so that's all done, armed with. Um, plasma and the um brack guns as i call it so that's that one done remember second... you can't go to warhammer world with that i know um you know what <clears throat> yeah whatever shop news um, people you can't go to warhammer world full stop with, with, 
<laughs> yeah, <there's that> well. <laughs> so yeah, so I've done that. I've got Don't another one. Like sec- I've got a second one that's on the kind of in the box, ready to go. So I might do that over the Christmas period because I'm the Herald of Hells here doing that um, painting challenge thing, aren't they? Where you've got to pledge and pledge. do it with. So I might pledge the war the warhound just for a laugh and see what people <laughs> say. What to, um, to print and and paint it. Oh no, it's printed, ready to go. I just got to stick it together. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. To go. So this is the heavy... one, is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's number two. Then I did some heavy weapon world eaters, which is the rarest unit you'll ever see. They were armed with obviously the world's best heavy weapons, auto cannons. Um, I did the um, the console. Is it the Pravarian? Is it the guy that controls all the robots? Pravian. Pravian. Pravian, thank you. Yeah, so I did that one. Then I did a javelin land speeder where the bloke's hanging out the side of it. Obviously. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Jesus. Fly me closer so I can hit you with my axe. Uh, what else did I do? I posted the toast off to Keith. Thank you, Keith, for the uh, the acceptance of that. Uh, we did confuse him on that one, so that was quite good. Oh, that was brilliant. You know yes. what? I was ex- But the thing is, he didn't mention anything about it in the Geek Chat page, only until the last episode came out. And then it was just like, it just all went downhill from there, basically. It was hilarious. I think that's exactly why it was going to work, because he was going to be confused as hell. Well, he no didn't idea what it was it. about. He's all very found it. And yeah. I just think, I don't know. So maybe we should do something else for him. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I think we should do more uh, toast. More can, toast. We, uh, can we not post some Christmas pudding to him? <gasps> How about Stalin? I know it's yes! against the law. But I'll, what I'll do is I'll flatten what I'll do is I'll flatten Stalin with a rolling pin in its packet and just shove it through the door. <laughs> one of those one of those one of those mini ones you get from Asda for like about two and a half quid. There you go. I'm going out tomorrow with Isla, so we're gonna go. What? We're going to go and get Stolen Isla. We're going to shove it through Keith's door. You ready for this? Boom. Ninja outfits are the redder. No talking. <laughs> and signals only. He was going to know. Uh, yeah. If anything, what we need to do is do it to Alan because Keith's going to know. I'm not going to Birmingham. I'm going to Birmingham. I know. I just said, said that would be funnier if we could do it to Alan as well. Actually, or, I do or have. Actually, we, we should get I someone who's address. in Birmingham to do it. I do have I mean, if, you're gonna, if you're going to do anything to Alan, just go and piss through his letterbox. <laughs> we should get a little a little toasting iron with the Fusfex party's new logo on it. Yes. And just yeah. get crumpets because they're circular and get the toasting yes. iron symbol you know and then just keep sending them to people. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar, definitely. Um right. <laughs> What else did I do? I painted uh, the Normandy, which is from a game for one of the other guys I used to work with. Uh, did is that the the, um, the Mass Effect one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. It was uh, it, it was quite dope. it was quite a nice it was quite a nice print actually, really nice to paint up. So way smaller than the Battlestar Galactica, so that was nice. Um, did some random terrain I've had sitting on my table for about three years. Um, finished off the K forty seven robot army dude. Did the um, the Necromunda um, crocodile thing. Um, did some bomb rats for the Cador. Um, then did the test models for the Orlocks and the Cador. Then, uh, what else did I do? Picked up a 3D printer, which is... Again? What do you mean again? It's only my second one, Ina. Don't be, don't be shushing. Um, picked up <laughs> the Brat Knight. Judge, judge face. 
Um, but yeah, so and yeah, picture that 3D printer I picked up is, and I started printing Epic 30k with it, and they look really, 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 really nice. They do look yeah, really, 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 nice. really good quality as well. The prints. To be honest with you, I was a bit kind of umming and ahhing about it, and I was like, shall I shana, shall I shana? And it was what was it, 410 quid, free postage, all that kind of stuff. And I was a bit like, do I? But then I was speaking to my stepdad about it, and he knows obviously. But I've been looking at a 3D, like a resin 3D printer now for a while. And he just turned, literally says to me, says, you need to just buy it. That was basically all he said. And I was like, okay. So it was either that or a carpet. So I decided to go for the printer what? instead. I do need, <laughs> we need a new carpet. We don't need a carpet. We, do. we need a printer. No, that's not important. I can print. You can print, print and make your money. Yeah, print a carpet. Yeah, print a carpet. That's a good idea, either. But yeah, so I picked up. The oh, hang on. Is, is Isla complaining about you? She needs a new carpet. Is she, she going to be buying that carpet? Is she? Well, yeah, I, don't think she... Isla, I don't think Isla is going to be buying the carpet. Are you, Isla? No, she's not. Is she? Yeah. I know. So that that rules. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> smack to a ten-year-old spin. What the hell? But no, that's that's just so, like, ah. yeah, you've got, so you've got to dominate printed... from an early age. Exactly. No, the print, the print is really good. Got a, bit of a, got a bit of a problem with it at the minute, so I'm, I'm kind of talking to the company that I bought it from because the screen's gone a bit iffy, and I don't know if it's my fault or the faulty whatever, but it doesn't matter. I'll get it sorted. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at all sorts of stuff now, so it's really cool. Really cool. So yeah, that's my, um, my month, basically. It's been quite productive, considering compared to the last month, if you like, so it's been good. Cool. Uh, as for me, um, still painted other stuff for random people. Uh, yes. However, for myself, I did finish since the last thing uh, eighteen phalax in riser colours, which I'm yeah. quite chuffed with. Um, yeah, I think they will look quite cool. Um, for the how did you the find hell? painting them this time? A lot easier. Oh, it's because yeah. I worked it out. Yeah. Still uh, time consuming. Because there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of surface area you've got to cover with paint. Um, but because I'd worked, uh, what I did uh, before was manually paint the armor panels. And actually, I think that is slightly longer process. And actually, with orange, it would have been a much longer process. So yeah, um, it made sense to uh, to do the paint the metal frame and then go back paint the armor panels and then basically tidy up the errors. From the or the overspray uh, by just painting metal because that's easier to fix. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think I'm looking quite good. I've also um, Ollie, um, God bless him, the Ollie sire, as uh, he's also balls deep in the in the printing and three D printing, and he's printed off some um, some creepy Mechanicum dudes. I can't remember where he said he got them from. I can't remember where he said he got the STLs oh, from. I think it's Colts, isn't it? Are they the one that you posted up the other day with, like the round head thing? Yes. Yeah, they're really nice. They are really. Yeah, I'll nice I'll have finished well. them this weekend and base them and stuff. So I'll put oh. some fo photos in the Phosphex group. Um, yeah, I really yeah. like those. They are very very nice. Uh, so course, just mm. sorry, sorry, Dan. Just just out of interest, you know. So because oh, I saw you doing those jungle bases and they look absolutely tip top. Are it's, you doing them like on kind of mass, or are you now kind of just doing them as and when you need them? Well, um, so a couple of things I've found. So what I'm doing for the 
the, the key determining factor about what you can do with the bass, I've found, is the amount of connection you've got with the foot. Right? right okay. So how much surface area have you got to work with in terms of connecting it to the bass? So in terms of, uh, actually, the Mechanicum stuff's not been too bad, although the Thalax have got surprisingly small feet. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, space Marines are a doddle because you can yeah. just, like, squish them down into the bass, basically. Uh, Castlax are a bit trickier. Um, so what I've found is, you know, I've been using Fimo and, and the Green Stuff World rollers to make, like, textured yes. bases. Yeah. What I've done for the... Um, for the Castellax and also what I'm going to do for these, what I've done for these mini dudes, um, like the what I'm going to use as uh, tech thralls, um, is I've I've basically done entire base toppers. So that makes a really flat base because they've got really small feet. The feet are really small. Yeah. There's a lot, not much contact area. So you need a relatively flat surface to get the glue because there's nothing to pin. You, you, if the the bottom of the foot is almost uh, the diameter of the pin. And it's like that's you know that's just going to shatter the leg because it's resin. Yeah. So um, yeah. So what I've done with those is is I've just I've just made like base toppers, and then what I'll do is I'll effectively because you've got like a flat bit then with a base topper, mm. and then put some jungle bits around the feet like a, like a bit of debris or a bit of green grass or you know something to make it look like it's overgrown. Right. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. The thing is, and I suppose in a way, when you've done a few, then you'll kind of get a general gist, but they'll kind of bring them all together so they look quite sexy on that one. So they look good. Yeah, I mean, what I've done, what I found with the base toppers as well, is I've got the process nailed down for that. So if anybody wants any, I can, I've got all, I've got the cutters from Green Stuff World, so I can do all the different base sizes up to 60 mil round, and I think it's yeah. 120 mil um, oval. Uh, I've got the Dark Runes Aztec. Uh, I've got like a, a sort of industrial double diamond floor pattern thing. Uh, I've got one called Atlantis, which is quite cool. It's a bit sort of like, um, it looks a bit Call of Cthulhu, but not quite Call of Cthulhu. Um, I'm sure I've got another one. Uh, but I'm probably obsessed with it because I look, I, it's, it's like making Christmas cookies. I made some for Alan. I made him a bunch of bases, tops for his. Um, he's got one of the uh, what they're called, Warcry Warbands, the Spire Tyrants. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I did him a set of uh, base toppers to go with uh, those, which okay. I think he's going to use. Yeah. yeah. I remember you. Went, I remember when you put in pictures of them up, and the one that caught my eye was the one with all the kind of like runes and symbols on. Yeah. What I, what I was thinking is you could like wrap it around like an obelisk or something and make it look like a chaosy thing as an object oh yeah yeah i mean the 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 thing is if you've got like a surface area i mean you've you've got to roll it because it warps a bit in the oven when you bake it uh, the femo Mm. clay it can warp if it's too thin um but it's still it stays quite flexible it's like a i guess it's a bit like a piece of resin it's a polymer clay so when you bake it it turns into like a resin um so as long as you've got the dimensions you can cut it to shape and and kind of like stick it on and yeah. of course, the, the the fact with it being like ruins and stuff, it doesn't have to be super precise. If you know what I mean, you can be a bit beat up <sighs> and scratched and stuff. So it's what you're. Yeah, after. I suppose the thing is, you could always like break it up and like do little scatter bits and all that kind of stuff. So and that that's normal. That's my modus operandi now. So what I'll do is I'll cut out 
a base topper using the like a bit like cutting out cookies. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll slice them up to make bits, and then you can either so you can have like you know a quarter on one base, a half on another, and yeah. so on and so forth, bits like that. Um, mm, and it's good. it it can be quite good if if you do like if you base like I do now, which is you base after the model's painted. So yeah. you do the, you know, you stick it on the base after that rather than stick it on beforehand. Yeah. By putting on just a bit of that um flat bit, you've got somewhere to anchor the foot really nicely, even if the rest of it's a bit uneven. So no, that's quiet. true. It's yeah. Like, yeah, because it's like with me, I've with all my world eaters and whatever, I was doing them on the you know, I was just because it was like a like an ash like a dark ash sand, so I was kind of just whacking them all on, but then I've been doing some Nekamunda stuff recently. I've been painting the bases separate to the models, and then just like popping the base the models off the off, like scrap bases, yeah, and um, just kind of connecting them that way. And it's been quite good actually. It's been quite a good technique. But I suppose it depends on what you're basing or how you're going to base it. it depends on whether you bother or not. So, yeah, I mean, I um, I, I've, I mean, one of the things I've tried to do this year is improve my base game quite significantly. Mm. Uh, I think I've. I have I've done that to a degree, yes. Well, I've got um I've got a book coming from um a Kickstarter I backed about a year ago or so, um Melbourne Terrain Shooter, and he's got some oh, yeah. really good he's got some really really good basing stuff in his in his book. So when it rocks up, I'll have to like you know lend it to you and you can have a bit of a read of it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. When that when that sums up, is some really nice stuff in there. So it's all good. Cool. Uh, that's, that's 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 me basically. I'm I'm about halfway through my Inquisitor. Uh, I've done a bit of a conversion for that, but I guess we we're just saving the big reveal for when they're all done. Yeah, should be good fun. It's all right. I'll queue up the bop 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 sound effects for the uh, for the reveal. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, what's next on the agenda, then, young man? Before uh, we do that, bit. we should wait. Mm. Oh, I, I want to put bets on who isn't going to complete it. Who is who is going to be the one that's like, oh, I didn't do it. Well, his well, thing, the, 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 the people I thought weren't going to deliver have already delivered. I mean, we haven't seen <laughs> any article. But, you know, if, if you just said to me like two months ago, like, who's not going to deliver? I'll go, right, it's this person, this person, this person. And they've all, they've all delivered. So it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. that because okay. they knew they would get savaged if they hadn't done it? I yeah, mean, the yeah. amount of shade. I mean, they're going to be in, in the kind of the penumbra for decades if they don't deliver. Oh, man. Fucking two pump earlier. I absolutely slaughtered him and then just wandered out of chat. That was, yeah. that was a that was fucking brutal. headshot. Oh, that was. It was stone cold. I felt a little bit bad about Oof. it afterwards, <laughs> but I've got over it now. I mean, I'm fine. I mean, yeah, no, you <laughs> I've needed, got over it now. You needed to hear it. <laughs> because was that with regards to his 50, fifty shades of red? Yeah, he like posted <laughs> yeah, all of it. He posted like his fucking fifteen steps, and I was just like, "Hey, that's a that's a lot of effort. No, that's a lot of steps to have the models end up looking like they end up looking like." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it like, was a brutal. They don't look bad. It's just he could achieve it so much quicker without <laughs> having to do as many steps. But he's, for whatever reason, he's determined to do nine fucking oil washes or it's some shit. He's it's, it's, it's following the Little Legend Studio method of doing it. That's why. Is that is that where it's come from, has it? That's basically what he's doing. He's basically following that technique down to the letter, pretty much, from what I can gather. 
So it's like every little tiny detail like that, that 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 their method is. He's trying to replicate it. Jesus. But I mean, the way I look at it, that's not army painting. What the little legends do. I mean, they do paint armies as commissions, but the level of detail they go to is great for like character models or one-offs or stuff like that. Not, I don't think it's suitable for army painting though. It's which is what Dan, what Dan and Ant are really good at. You know, that you absolutely smash out really nice looking armies. Yeah, I've said for a long time that I could win a painting award for an army, but I, I don't think I could win an individual model painting award. Well, to be honest with you, I suppose it, it depends. You, it's an interesting point you bring up, Svens, because, you know, you can have, you know, you can have a million techniques to kind of do, you know, a certain look and all that kind of stuff. Or you could just do like either the Anton or the Dan technique, which is just, you know, blag it until you make it kind of thing. But then I suppose in a way you kind of, if you want to paint the model that way, then yeah, fine. But then, you know, when you start sitting there and, thinking, well, why am I not going to be army painting? It's like, well, Ant's painted like 4,000 points in three weeks or something. It, it's, I don't know, you just can't, I suppose you've got to look at shortcuts ultimately. And that's, you've got to look at it from that perspective and sit there and go, right, what realistically, what what do I need to do to get this army on the table, but it to look nice and to the satisfaction I want? Far that too much trick. emphasis is put on like, I'm a really good painter because I I can paint this character this way. And it's like, yeah, okay, technically you're really good and you have, like, the skills and it looks really nice. But if you applied that to a whole army, it's going to take you nine years. And, yeah. like, I, yeah. no, I, 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 I just I think agree. that, yeah, there's, there's too much emphasis, especially sometimes in, like, the, um, the horatory, like, the, the painting group. Like... People will post up armies and it'll look mint because it's all done together and it looks great. And then there'll be that one guy who's like taking an individual picture and zoomed in and been like, oh, this is messy. You could do this better. And it's like, why? Why do you, why does this one dude feel the need? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's that's just jealousy, though, isn't it, really? I don't know because sometimes it's people that are like really good painters and it's not. Hey, I if think you did I this, think... it would like it would look better. It's why have you done it that way? Why why and I think it's because there's a disconnect between especially when I learned how to paint, when I was taught to paint in Games Workshop like yeah. twenty years ago or whatever. And the rest they didn't Jesus, I gawk a more you my man. <laughs> but yeah, that is true. I wasn't taught to paint an army. I was taught to paint an individual dude. And then like I didn't have YouTube and shit to then give me the the different techniques, so it's it's like a more recently acquired skill. Mm. Because when I played War Machine, no one painted that shit because you could play with fucking cardboard cutouts if you wanted to. Great game. Um, I played with painted models, of cheeky monica. You did, but I went to tournaments and it wasn't a fucking mandatory. You know, and I had to change you know, my list every tournament, so I wasn't you know, painting you know, new things. You know the most horrific thing I saw when I went to one of the masters or whatever it was. And obviously got very drunk on in uh, in between. But I went to one of the masters and I saw people picking up blisters from merchants and then just basically sticking them on the bases and whatnot <laughs> with even arms and then just taking them straight to the table. And I'm like, what? Not gonna just lie, I did that. that. Just because they wanted the meta unit. God damn you! Like, that is 
Yeah. The, 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 my whole ethos towards that game was, do I need this model to win? Yes. Do I want this model? Not really. Well, I've got to get it. Am I going to paint this? No. It's why I've got, like, uh, three figure cases full of, like, bare metal War Machine models upstairs that I now can't sell because the game's dead. Well, the thing is, though, with the, with, with the game itself, I think I like the game, but like the whole the whole background fluff, brilliant, really, really good. Really well, you always pretty much got started at that, well, that I, back I was, in the day, I, didn't I, you? I, I found it via when it was on Wave 2 of the release. And the only reason I found it is because Mike McVeigh was um, doing the um, the, uh, like the the sculpting for oh. it. And I, I, I loved his stuff. He was brilliant. And I, I looked at the models and I was like, that's really nice. And then obviously Lee, me and Lee kind of bought into it. And that was our first foray into like non-GW stuff. Seems like in a right copy So, what it is, but... Um, what have you done to your mic, Ant? <laughs> have you unplugged yourself? Ant. 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 Come back. We love Anne. you. Ant. So I message him quick. Ant. <laughs> but no, I'll circle my point back. It wasn't until I got into the heresy and saw the way that the like the heresy scene deals with it, because it's more skills about painting your army, and yeah. um, you don't end up with that, that one dude being like, "Hey, that's shit." You get people being like, "Have you? If you try it this way, like if you did a wash or if you did, um, like the um, like the oil washes and things like that, you'll get the the look that you want, and it won't." You know, it'll look good uniformly across the army. And I think yeah. it's just a far too much emphasis in, at least when I started playing 40K, was about making your characters look really good because that, you know, they, they did all the, the hard work and stuff. And yeah. then kind of like, because I, I grew up playing 40K, wanting to paint every Marine like it was a character. I'd paint a Marine. I wouldn't paint yeah. a squad. Whereas when I did my Iron Warriors, I was like, "Cool, I'm going to smash out this squad, and then I'll smash out yeah. another squad, and then I'll paint yeah. the character." Um, are you back now, man? Yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, good. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It was like that fucking scene from Alan Partridge. Dan, 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 Dan. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just think the. Um, the emphasis is too heavily put on making every model perfect. Whereas what you actually want is you want every model to look, you want it to look good. And like, you know, if you're the kind of painter that can put hundreds of hours into an army, then do it. But Mm. I think Nick is striving for perfection when he should just be like, because he's got the skills to make the stuff look really good. Oh, and if yeah, he just absolutely. if he just kind of shortened his the number of steps he takes, they would still mm. look as good, if not better. Because personally, I think he takes too long, and then he starts second guessing himself, and then he starts like going back over things. If he, he just sound like he's smashing out the destroyers at the moment, though, which is pretty cool. Yeah, like I, I think he because the destroyers are different; they're not like this, this red that he's got a thousand steps for he's able to like let go a little bit and do it. This is what I mean. I yeah. think if he if he cut out some of the steps that he doesn't need, he would paint quicker, which means he would see progress, which means he wouldn't be down on himself constantly being like, oh, well, you guys have painted seven armies and I've painted five dudes. Mm. 
he's made a rod for his own back is what I'm trying to say. Like we rip on him, but really what we're trying to do is we're trying to like goad him into cutting some of the shit out of his like fucking step-by-step guide to painting a blood angel. It's, so it's that he gets the results method. he wants. Yeah. It's a classic <laughs> method of education. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Why are you a dick? Um, it, it, it did. It particularly tickled me with the thing he put up. He said, "All he put it up, and it was like, oh, that looks amazing." And you went, "Yeah, they've done it with like a, a you know, like a, a pre-highlight, and then one what one coat of an ink." It's like you've kind of just shot yourself in the arse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that looks amazing, and it took them about half an hour. It's what you're saying. Now I, I had to. I, I mean, he, he sent me the link of where that guy's. Uh, posted that picture and uh, you know it's like oh this here's the method and it's one of those posts where the guy has just said oh i've just done this and this i'm like is that really just your all you've done or is it Do actually you know a lot more than what you've done but to if get you look at right the model you okay. can see what you okay. mean here's here's the challenge if send me that link um if you've got it uh spin yeah i will i will paint a blood angel using his colors and method and if it looks better than Ant at Nick's, I'm going to shove it up his ass. <laughs> I mean, like, if it looks anything like what I've done already for mine. Yeah. And, you know, that was, I mean, that was what, three different three different reds with them with a bit of edge highlighting? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you, if you look at the yeah, one that he you shared, go. you can see where the, like, the pre highlight and the wash is. Because the mm-hmm. gradient, you know, it. He's basically done like a three, like maybe I think it's like a three tones in ethyl and then the wash. All right. I'll, I'll take that as a Christmas challenge while I'm off. I'll have a go at painting the Blood Angel. Fucking set himself his own Christmas challenge now. That's because he's bored. Not content. I, 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 bored is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's have a look. You carry on talking. Uh, I love this. While we're discussing hobby and posts a picture in our, hobby, in our uh, chat with the... Second yeah. necro gang done. <laughs> Those Orlocks look dope. Look and you know what? Wicked, I've literally just I've, I've finished these off this week, so like kind of you know, like just to kind of prove a you know, to kind of prove a point of what we're talking about. I started yeah. them probably what day is it today? Friday, maybe last week ish. And I've been doing it on and off now and then, just an hour here, an hour there. Now I've got another gang sorted. So it, it, that's about you like the uh, like the star you've gone with them. The what, sorry? The style that you're going with, oh, I'm with the Necromunda stuff. So I've done the Goliaths, I've done the Orlocks, and I've got Cardor next. In fact, it's in a little um, zip druggy bag type thing but, uh, to kind of sort out. And I'm going with the very because I was playing the, the computer game before it was all kind of crashing too much. And I liked the really dark colors and the kind of the really obviously the gothic y type feel to the whole, you know, to the whole look. And I was like, I'm not going to paint my. Necromunda, all super pretty like back in the 80s and 90s, I thought I'm just going to paint them real dirty, rough like Mad Max and they're coming out really, really nice that way. Yeah, they look really good. Really happy with how they're looking. So yeah, they've been going quite well. So once I've done the cowdle, I'm not too sure what to do from there though, to be honest with you. Well, I I have to admit, I've got myself a bunch of the Enforcers. Um, The Enforcers are cool. Yeah, I I might have to... The enforcers might have to be my gang. I've got. I, I've ordered some guns uh, for the Delac. 
from Forge oh, okay. Rolls. I've got one. I've got yeah. one of the resin kits coming for the guns because I hadn't realised until I started building them that all the guns are like strapped to the backs and they're doing weird shit with the hands. I mean, they yeah. are deluxe, and maybe that's you know par for the course. But um, I, I wanted like them like holding the rifles, if you see what I mean, because everybody yeah, in my gang's yeah. got. Everybody in my gang's got either a shotgun or a las gun. There's a couple of long rifles, and I think one dude's got knives. He's just got all the knives. I think that's yeah. my gang pretty uh, much. Shotguns are uh, so good. Yeah, but I like to say, uh, but the the standard weapons that come in it, they're all slung on their backs, and they're doing oh. weird shit with their hands. Like I don't know. I really like shit. doing like emo sisters of you know, sisters of mercy dancing or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> maybe. Mercy. So next up, we've got something something new that we haven't done before. It's kind of a twist on the Ask Us Anything stuff. Um, so I put a post up saying, what topics do you want us to briefly discuss? It? Because, you know, it's the Christmas special. Mm. There's some really good ones. Mm. Keith, however, weird, as yeah. usual. Um, yeah. But there's some, there's some really good ones. Although I am going to take this opportunity to have a special shout out to Ellis. So, <laughs> Ellis has gone full tinfoil hat on this plastic starter <laughs> set thing. <laughs> so, it started off when we joked about plastic saltarvits, okay? And I, in one of our hobby chats, we were having a discussion well, about I, whether I he was whoa, plastic whoa, whoa. or let's, not. Let's, let's just back it up a second. You were joking about him being plastic. We we're all convinced he's plastic. Okay. At the end, you, can, you guys could also join the tinfoil hat club if you wish. Um <laughs> So I put a post up, like, because we're in hobby chat and people were making comparisons between Araman, Gre- uh, Grigor, Fellhand, and the Soltarvis model. This is where Ellis gave me a little window into what must be his box room with pictures and red wool all over the walls. I genuinely, whenever, I, whenever Ellis comments about this plastic starter set, I see the scene from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's, like, gone full conspiracy nut. So... Shout out to Ellis because apparently he's gathered evidence and he's he's like there's there's little clues everywhere according to him. Um but he's asked, he wants us to have a quick discussion about our predictions without mentioning a starter set as to Ooh. what might possibly be coming um from Forge World for Horus Heresy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, as this as you as you kind of leading the way you start first mate so, i genuinely think that um th- i've got two trains of thought currently we're gonna get so we've just had book nine we yeah. know that they've got book book 10 essentially because it's gonna be dark mech and a few other bits i think we'll get book 10 as a black book and then we might get red books who knows but i i think the success of the Adeptus Mechanicus, the Adeptus Titanicus, um, like mini campaign books, mm-hmm. uh, the speed at which they've been able to do them, because we've had, we had two this year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And that's with that's with um, the whole pandemic and everything. Um, Anuj obviously has left, um, and they've recruited at least two new writers that I know of. Yeah. I think we might see a change of format from the big black books. So they do back book 10, they do red books, kind of like cap off the the collection of the 10 hardback black books, and then they switch over to 
smaller campaign books or like war zone books. So like Talan. So like the old Imperial Armour type books then? I I think smaller than that. I'm talking like... AT book, basically. Yeah, basically like an AT book. But it's like, cool, this is the Talan engagement. Here is like a bunch of fluff, a couple of scenarios, a couple of new models that are characters, or like um, a couple of like alternate Legion rules to represent like this engagement. Here's... Uh, the battle in the webway. Here's rules for like webway demons. Here's rules for X, Y, and Z. And just, I think the main reason that AT still feels that it's really good, that it's really hype, is that the that, that it gets releases. We haven't mm. seen a Titan in a while. But that doesn't really matter because we've seen the knights, and now we're seeing the Mechanicum knights. The books are regular. It feels like there is some real momentum to to AT, and it's the yeah, same with true. Necromunda. Necromunda has a very similar release kind of I was formula. About to say, I just took I took delivery of um, the House of Artifice book for the Vansar today, and it's it's a really nice book, really nice book. So you've got you've got artwork, you've got fluff, you've got rules, you've got alternate rules as well because it brings in your like new gangers and stuff, something like that, which will. I'm not saying that they can't do another black book or they shouldn't, but like little campaign supplements or um, smaller books, similar to like the House of Artifice, the House of Iron and stuff, to give the heresy scene some momentum again, because it really does feel like we've stalled um, after the hype that was book nine. Um, Like a couple of people want us to discuss the fact that Anuj has left. I don't really think there's anything to discuss. He's gone to a different company. Well, the thing is, though, he's just... Hang on, let me get my brush out of my mouth. I think with Anuja leaving, I think, you know, he, from my perspective, he's, he's done a good job. And, yeah. you know, he's, you know, and he's, he's going to... You know, will he come back? Who knows? You know, he's going to be working the, the, on... So, the way... The way similar to what you, basically what you said there, like, he's done a good job in, considering the situation that, he, you know, he was put into with Neil and the others with Alan Bligh uh, passing. You know, mm. it, Imagine that wasn't an easy thing to do to, to pick up that yeah. that torch when, as, as uh, you know, it's been said before that you know, Alan was apparently quite good at keeping things close to his close to his chest, and therefore that knowledge went with him. And they've kind of like yeah. had to dive in and kind of pick that up. And you know, I'd say you know, it's not like it, it could have gone a completely different way. It, you know, yeah. heresy as a game could have either completely just died on its you know on its ass, and it just could have gone. Well, unfortunately. That's it. You know, we're gonna have to put a line under that one now. And sorry, but that's it. Or it could have gone, you know, the other, the complete opposite direction. They could have gone. Well, we've got a new, new version of Heresy of uh, 40k coming out, so let's just push it down that route. And and it, 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 and it's not done either. It's kind of sat where I think the community wanted to sit. It, they've said it sat in a place where the community as a whole generally like the game as it is. I mean, okay, yeah, it's got its faults. People have, you know. You look at you know, every day. You hear someone saying about how something's not right or whatever, or you know this isn't right. Or is that's it's not, right. not, it's not something's it, not right. They think something isn't as good as it, it should that, be. That's that's what I mean. You know, you get that, but as a game as a whole, it's still I'd say going strong. Yeah. But for what it for considering where what its recent history in terms of you know how how 
it could have gone so really badly in the, in a different direction, but it's still going. The community still play, you know, wants to play. The community still supporting it. You've got people that are you know taking this year as a as an example to kind of start entire brand new armies in a game that some people claim is dead when it's quite clearly not. You know, the only thing that's missing at the moment is events. The reason I bring up the news leaving is because some people have found his LinkedIn profile where he lists as yet unreleased Horus Heresy projects. Now, I think personally with Anuj leaving and then bringing in new writers and things like that. Now's the perfect time to change your format because you're not having to go from someone who is ingrained in the current method of doing it. If you're bringing in new writers, it's easier to say like, this is how we're going to do it now, as opposed to like someone who's been doing it for the past five years, who suddenly has to have a new format dropped on them. Like I have no insider knowledge, you know, if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to do this podcast. But I think that makes more sense from a like a longevity point of view. Yeah. Because if we if we stick with the one big book which stops us getting the smaller red book supplements each year because it's such a big task to write and edit and you know play test and everything. I think you're right. I, I mean, uh, I, yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but. You know, based on this, you know, the top prediction predictions for the future are, I think, it's primarily going to be based around how the books are done and the rules are done. Yeah, I think in terms of miniatures, yes, we've had some new uh, generic miniatures released in book nine. Obviously, they've got the Legion miniatures that are still outstanding, but you know, regardless, they'll either come or they won't come. I think when it comes to books, though, I think you're right. Book ten is going to be like the the pin in the game. You know, once that's out, it's like a right. We've got ten books, all factions covered. Boom! Right. Next thing I would like to see is a refreshed um, Legion uh, red book uh, for like the generic Legion stuff that incorporates all the new units, etc., uh, etc. Et and then what I'd like is, I think you mentioned it as well, is individual Legion books, much like the um, like the, like the the way that the Necromunda stuff is being done at the moment. So have a book for each, like a smaller book that concentrates on one Legion at a time updates the you know, legion rules or something like that uh, that's less likely to happen because purely because the number of legions they've got but to you do. divide it down traitor and and loyalist lines you have a loyalist one you have a traitor one um, oh no I, I meant individual books for individual legions so yeah get, but i like, mean i think it, it's it's more likely that they will do what you want a like a focus on each legion so yeah. it's like this is all the loyalist legion each legion yeah. gets like a chunk of fluff some color plates and then, so, like a bit like know. the um, so basically a red like the, you know like the red the legions red book, but uh, just what one for uh, traitor legions and one for loyalist legions. Yeah, and then I'd really you know, like them to go and add, you know, like they did um, Farith Redloss and um, the Deathwing dude. I've forgotten his name. They did PDF. No, no, they did the the PDF oh, downloads the guy, yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like that for the other legions. Because Farith, Farith Redloss and mean. the other guy, they're both from the from the books. Yeah. And there's loads of really cool characters in the novel series that don't have rules. That uh, Lucius doesn't got rules, does he? Lucius doesn't. Um, obviously, that? Araman does. Uh, I, I also think, think some of the um, some of the early Black Book Legions need updating because you can like you yeah, yeah. you've got a Baden, okay, so a Baden in the law is like the equal to almost anyone 
like he he is supposed to be like the equal to Sigismund and all that then and, and you know he's he's this massive character yet you can build a basic bitch praetor better than him yeah because at the time right the game was probably a different thing altogether wasn't it in terms yeah. of how it how the game works and uh, you know i mean we're talking essentially what we're talking about is codex creep on a humongous scale i don't think it is codex time. creep i think it i no, think I, there was I, a like there was a because codex, know, think, codex uh, creep is a very specific thing that like we're all used to from 40k i think at some point there was a game design decision made that not everyone was going to play the game with named characters and then no thought was given to the fact that you can retroactively like give a badon a paragon blade or you can retroactively go back and you know it i think this feeds into the issue that quite a lot of the community has is every time one of the black books takes us a step forward something falls further behind and it's not through codex creep if you you know not through what we think of codex creep it's purely because the game now is a lot more evolved than it used to be that's that's kind of what i was trying to work the kind of point i was getting at is that imagine codex creep but on a much larger scale okay it's not like you know, it's, I'm not saying like each book's got better as it got along and therefore like legions have got better the further down the line. It's just more that uh, it's developed more over, what, 10 years and more. You, you can't help but have a change in the game as a whole or uh, its following or how it's played is affecting later releases compared to those early releases. And like you say, you know, things were maybe decided earlier on you know aren't are no longer the way it's played now and they've they've adjusted the way that maybe the rules have been released to allow for the current way of playing but obviously that's not reflected in the older books and the older legions i don't know you see for me because i come from the world eaters camp so i'm book one so apart from i think what two characters that have been released further down the line if that uh, you know, I mean, I'm happy with the way my play, but it's, it depends on what you want out of it. Yeah, you know, because sometimes you sit there and, like, you know, I think when, when we discussed, obviously, the Dark Angels last time with that Dreadnought list and all this kind of stuff, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, eventually they might get updated. If they do, they do. If they don't, well, I'm still happy at throwing 120 dudes at you. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not either, I'm not bothered. But then none of us are really competitive players um you know with regards to tournaments but then there's not really tournaments for 30k it's all kind of narrative events but then you're going to get certain players within the within the kind of community that you know have come from a tournament-esque type background so they'll still be in that mindset of why what's what's the push a button to win army and you'll see them regardless so it's you know you're not going to necessarily please everybody with updates but yeah i don't know for me with 30 well 30k horasari i think you lot are thinking too big i think it's going to go small because if you think about all the all the at stuff that's coming through i think you'll start to see infantry and go back to a real man's game in the form of epic <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to see i want to see epic 30k if i do that yeah i'm going to be over the moon over the moon I mean, as much as I'd like that to be a thing, I'm not sure it's ready for that yet. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it is my. Like, I think there's more stuff for AT to come out first before they start pushing Epic, like, because like I think as soon as Epic comes out, which is what everyone keeps saying they want, 
that yeah. could be a death nail for AT. No, but the thing is, if you think about it, AT's got all the knights, AT's got all the titans, you've got, a, you've got um, uh, Aeronautica's got all the flyers. All you need to yeah, do... Yeah, is... oh, no, no, I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, if um, yes, the, the, the building blocks are there for doing epic, the epic game, but if, because that's what, like yourself, that's what people are asking for a lot. I mean, you go on like AT pages on Facebook and you, you know, every, the amount of times I see, oh, what are the rules for using super heavies or infantry in the game? And someone goes, oh, yeah, there's fan-made versions of that somewhere. It's like, well, if they released Epic, say, next year, like, why would anyone then play AT when they could just... But there's, a lot, there's loads the of people that play Adeptus Titanicus that don't have any interest in Epic. There's well, loads I'm, of people, there there's loads of people there that isn't. play Aeronautica that have no well, interest think, in Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, like, I think, well, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying it's, I just think, I think each epic, game, even if they bring out Epic, systems. it's not though, because they'd have to make it completely different. Like, if they brought out Epic and it was just a reskin of Adeptus Titanicus, what's the point in that? Because, well, that's well, kind of a point. yeah, I mean, it's, it's different games, isn't it? Titanicus is, a, is the, it's the resource management of a single model as opposed to Epic, yeah. which is managing an entire army. I think even if they did drop Epic, you'd still have people that wanted to play AT, and you'd still have yeah. people that would play Aeronautica, and then you'd have another subset of people that play all of them. And like, I personally, if they dropped Epic, cool, I'm involved, but Absolutely. It, it's not going to be two forces of Titans fighting each other. So I'm still going to want to play AT. And I think that I think you're overestimating the number of people that actually want AT to turn into Epic. Because, yeah, like again, it's this vocal minority shit. It's the same people that are homebrewing tanks. And, you know, it only comes to our notice because, like, the AT18 page kicks off about it because the admins think they know best. Like, if people weren't having their post deleted and then crying about it and then, you know, it causing a fuss, we probably wouldn't even know about it. So, like, yeah, if Games Workshop drop Epic, cool, I'm involved. But that doesn't lessen Adeptus Titanicus as a game for me. Like, the suppose, two, it's apples and oranges. It's like I can play yeah. Horus Heresy. And, you know, back when I used to play 40K, they're two separate things. Just because I'm mm-hmm. playing one of them doesn't mean the other one's obsolete. No, um, well then this is this is the thing, isn't it? It's just like you know, if you if you had like a wish list or whatever, you know, from a prediction wise, I'd love to see Epic. I can I can see I can see book book ten being done, and then that so like as you say that that puts a pin in the whole um, uh, sort of like it's the full book set. Then at that point, it's a nice one um, to finish on as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, is it? You know, I can't remember. In terms of other stuff, I, I guess we've had so much stuff previewed this year that has not been released. I'm still desperate to see my actual uh, word bearer stuff come out. Because I've see, seen I'm, the I'm not too bothered about like delayed models because like they were very transparent with the fact that they couldn't make their resin casting facility COVID safe. Hmm. So it's why it's also why a lot of products dropped off the store. And like, I know the the doomsayers out there like to like to use that as ammunition to say that the game's dead. Like, 
yeah, Achilles tanks have been taken off sale. Like, they didn't get the little hourglass icon that they normally get, which would tell us that they're gone, gone. They just aren't there at the minute, which to me says they've run out of stock. And, like, it, it honestly isn't surprising that they're running out of stock when their facility, you know, can't run at full capacity because of the pandemic. Mm. And everyone's at home ordering resin. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of predictions, I, 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 I have no bloody clue. No idea. Well, I suppose in a way it's, you know, if you... Um, I think no one could have predicted what was going to happen this year. It's, you know, like you say, Ross, there's, a, there's been a lot of, you know, um, spanners in the works with regards to various bits and bobs. Well, then I've got a feeling that for next year, certainly with regards to 30K, um, like Dan was saying, there was you know there's models that have been previewed, but we've not even seen hide or hair of them. I think I think it'll be fast and furious. It's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. That's all I'm going to say. I hope so. Wild. Do well, we go on to some of the other topics? Yeah. Well, so on. that covers. Luke asked what we thought for the like the the next books and what was coming in the future. Mm. Um, so that that kind of covers his question and Ellis's question. Uh, Friend of the show, Tom, wants to know um, how. What's the best way to paint Sunzahara's green? <laughs> I don't know. Spin. <laughs> uh, yeah, spin. You take this one. Well, well I, I, my uh, solution is to uh, ask Dan to do it for you. Uh, <laughs> That's a very good a point. Joke. That's exactly what he's done. Right. <laughs> so this is a good one. So Boris says, if current day Earth was suddenly discovered by the Imperium and brought to compliance during the Great Crusade, which legion do, would we want in charge and which wouldn't we want? Oh, night, I wouldn't want the Night Lords. Oh, 100% not the Night Lords. No, it doesn't who, matter. Who Even if it's Great Crusade Night Lords. I would have... Imperial Fists, uh, regardless of uh, two of yours, personal feeling on the matter, are renowned in the fluff for creating some like premium worlds. I guess in Imper- Ultramarines, it- maybe. I was say, yeah. The thing is, Probably. wait, do they, the point of discussion, do they arrive today? Because if they arrive today, <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump is causing issues for all of us. Just saying. Well, he, like, uh, for, for he's about the, straight away going to deny seconds. the fact that the legions exist. Yeah, he's going to cause a problem for about 10 seconds until strike in and his misery. I think if the Thousand Suns turned up, Donald Trump would defeat them because they they would be like they would be so confused and so completely like blown away by the fact that he's like oh they don't exist fake news that the the tutelaries would just be like nah can't deal with this shit their, their response would be ah oh, this clearly this planet is of a level of uh, intelligence that they're not ready for uh, this humanity thing yet, so we'll just leave them to ex- expand a little bit further first, shall we? <laughs> like, like our left, it's our left us our loan back in the day. I'm, I'm yeah. going to throw out there that we might be being harrowed as we speak. Harrowed? The Alpha Legion would send in agents to destabilise the planet. Oh, um, yeah. cause, <laughs> cause, cause issues and then the Imperium would sweep in and save everything and it was like a bloodless compliance uh, yeah so I mean, I've got yeah. many on us being harrowed currently <laughs> um, uh, which legion would I least like to turn up other than the Night Lords probably the Death Guard 
Yeah. They're definitely going to yoke some fuss facts here and there. Uh, Only if we try and fight back. Oddly, I think I would most like the Dark Angels to show up. Mm. I think it'd be them or the Ultramarines for me. Space Wolves. Oh, we would get some... We'd get some dope buildings if it was the Ultramarines. Yeah. Either that or the word bearers, and we'd just get some some sick churches. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, that much it'd, religion be, it'd be quite observed. convincing. Yeah. I think the, the funniest one would be if it was like a, a crusade fleet that was led by, um, like, Titans and Knights, or if it was just Solar Orcs. Like Imperial Army. Moops with the last <laughs> They just show up. And they just show up. They're like, cool, you're part of the Imperium now. And we're like, no. <laughs> we also have guns. Let's go. <laughs> but then, oh. of course, they, they, you've they got drop on the first Titan. And it's like, you've got big mm. space guns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go. Uh, we, you do realize we came from a ship that's got massive weaponry, right? Yeah, they just fucking drop in a, a, a Warlord Titan and it's like, oh, GG, we didn't know you had giant robots. Oh, yeah, um, they, could just, they, could, they could just literally put a Titan death coffin or whatever, a coffin ship. Yeah, coffin ship. Onto, onto um, the White House and go, so what was your argument again? <laughs> established that this is technically the leader of the world. So, um, so fun positive. fact. So fun fact, I've just, I've just finished a book called Guns... Guns, Germs, and Steel about why certain parts of the world colonized other parts of the world. And one of the factors is about uh, the germ profile that the society develops as part of its food package, so how its food production starts. Following on from that and reading around it, the, the most common theory about what would happen if a, even other humans, even the people with the same genome, turned up at this planet is that we'd all probably be dead of the plague. Be, they bring yeah. some kind of plague with them that we have no resistance Wait, to. Yeah. And it'd be, it'd be like 90% fatality rate and we'd be dead, just like Native Americans and people from Mesoamerica and uh, parts of Africa <laughs> and, and the Caribbean. And Almost like, like history repeating itself, but in a larger scale. Well, it, it, the thing is, it's, it's, not, it's not even a... It's not like it's a factor in history. It's like, it's just what happens. If any society that's advanced enough in order to colonise somewhere else... Has by definition developed uh, a mass population. You only get mass population by having food production, and you only have food production by developing germs because you have to have livestock and other protein packages that go with it. So yeah, so the most likely outcome is is actually we'd all get die of a virus. So maybe the death guard is actually what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've upset myself with the whole harrowing thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because now, now you're I, the dude that's got the conspiracy thing on the wall. Aren't you? Thing, like, I've, I think I've mentioned this before. At the end of last year, before, in fact, it was the middle of last year, before any of this pandemic stuff happened, me and my friend, me and Steph, friend of the show, were discussing a card game which was based on conspiracies. So I said, look, I, I'll do research into conspiracies. And I got literally balls deep in the parts of Reddit you shouldn't go on, <laughs> Info Wars podcasts about q have you seen the um, thing is being like, by alex jones yes i saw that Fucking yeah genius and Sorry, the thing i've on. learned since last year and all over all over the all over lockdown and stuff is i'm quite susceptible to being red-pilled <laughs> because i will read something and go that makes sense and that little part of my brain that should go bro don't 
doesn't do that until really late on. So for a while, I was convinced that like um, the CIA were reading people's thoughts through MK Ultra, like developed mind control tech, and it wasn't up until the point where like well-known fucking conspiracy knobhead Alex Jones was like, I believe this. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, cool, that's bullshit. <laughs> there has to be something that kind of twi- like twigs the little thing in my mind to say that this is dumb. So now I'm going to be like, oh, no, yeah, the, the pandemic came from nowhere. And then like the alignment of the planets is hiding a strike cruiser. I mean, and this, this guy it, who's in all these photos looks exactly identical to all these, and I will red pill myself so hard. It did- it didn't come from nowhere, though. It's part of the SARS family. It, oh, I know is, that. I know this that. Is, this is the irony for me, is because, I, I mean, my day-to-day job involves working with some people who are actually doing research into the virus. You only have to talk to one of them for about five minutes, and it's like, oh, okay, right, yeah, okay, I get it now. Well, like a load of stuff came out to say that it, it's it been around for for nearly two years, yeah. and it only reached, like, peak um peak spreadability this year L- last november like lottie was really really ill to the point where um when she was living in nottingham lil had to like drive over to make to, like, to help her because she was like really ill couldn't breathe she had all the symptoms but obviously we didn't know anything about it so we just thought like she had a really bad cold chest infection and stuff um but yeah like it it I say it came from nowhere because that's the conspiracy thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it has a reason, if it has an ex- explanation as to where it came from, you remove that and you say, "Oh, it's unknown. It came from nowhere." Like the the rock formations in the um, in the sea off the coast of like uh, Scandinavia. From the air, they look like pyramids, mm. but that's that's forced perspective because of the the way water interacts with how we view things, yeah. like refraction and stuff. But that ruins the conspiracy theory. So you can't say they only look like pyramids from the air. You have to say they're pyramids. And then anyone that says they've been and looked at them, they're lying. Yeah. That's how you build a conspiracy theory. But this is it. Me and Ellis now. Ellis, drop me a message. We're going we're gonna to find the Alpha Legion infiltrator. We're going <laughs> to tell I, the world. Well, what, what are you missing, Ross? Hey, hang on a second, Ross. What, you know, what? one thing you've missed is the Necron... Uh, monoliths appearing all over the world. Oh yes, they're so good. I love those. They're great. The well, the I, I for on one really welcome good. our silent overlords. The world is really good on them. I've, yeah. I've just had this image in my head of that meme with the two astronauts. You know where it goes. Wait a minute. It was the Alpha Legion all along. It always was. Always has been. Uh, the- I was just about to say, uh, Ross. You know, you know, you talk about Ellis and he's uh, talking. He's got getting evidence about the starter sets. Yeah. I think you've misread his comment. That was Which in response comment? to us saying that we are miracle workers, and he's basically said, "I'm finding more evidence on the daily that we're not miracle no, workers." No, 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 no. We've decided that um, Ellis Daniel <laughs> no, no. is a conspiracy theorist, not job. Okay, fair enough. He is now. Uh, there's no arguing. We've decided it. It can't ever be reviewed. <laughs> he's branded now. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Next so, year we're going to get him Jesus. on. Jesus, Alex we- Jones is giving up his. Um, Info war thing. We're taking over, baby. Yes, we're going to get him on, and he's going to do like the uh, the monthly conspiracy theory from the Horace Heresy scene. Boom, <laughs> sorted. So here's what? a good one from. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, what's next? 
All right. So I've got a good one from Sean who says, what are our thoughts on the theory that Sanguinius killed Horace because he fell to the Black Rage and then the Emperor had to kill Sanguinius to hide the gene flaw? <gasps> oh, that's good. Well, Ant likes that. I like that. I think we've, I think we've briefly discussed this before. I can't remember if we discussed it on the last episode, but we've definitely talked about the idea that uh, Sanguinius killed Horus and therefore like took his place because the Chaos Gods always wanted Sanguinius. That, that's what our our theory was, wasn't it? That uh, at the point uh, that Sanguinius actually beats Horus before the Emperor arrives, but as a result, he turns at that you know like he turns towards he turns to the Chaos Powers because, like you say, there, there was always maybe the plan that Sanguinius should have been the one, hence the wings and whatnot and his uh, abilities to see the future and uh, whatever. And then when the Emperor turns up, he goes, hold up, no, no, we can't have, I can't have him being known as the, uh, as someone that's also turned to chaos, so I need to kill him and then make out that, you know, uh, Horus killed him. So controversial opinion, right? The fight between Horus and the Emperor, yeah, cool. It's going to be okay. The fight between Horus and Sanguin- uh, uh, Sanguinius and the Emperor, sorry, that would be baller. Right, because we know Sanguinius is a psyker. We know the Emperor is a psyker. Sanguinius can fly for a start, so there's some some hardcore parkour. Come back, you feathery bastard, and let me hit you. <laughs> like, I just so I haven't read past the first siege book, but in the um, in Beta Garmin book in Titan Death, Sanguinius one on one fight me, bro destroys an Imperator, Titan. Horus has never done that shit. Can't fly. What's Horus done lately? Like, I mean, lately he got he got shanked by by Russ. He couldn't even beat Russ in a fight. Like, what's this? And he's uh, we're meant to believe he kills the Emperor. Not buying it. Oh, I've been red-pilled again, haven't I? <laughs> you have. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <There you> <laughs> Um, I'm just looking through some of the, the other things. Uh, we've got another one from Doug Curl. That was, what is the most useful kit or kits for conversions or has the most conversions potential? Quite, that's quite an interesting one because that covers a quite a large thing. The Mark most IV useful box set. What, for doing conversions? Yep. Okay, then, based on what? All the random bits oh. you get in there. All of them. Yeah. Loads, like, you know, a marine is a marine, isn't it? It's as simple as that. So you've got all your random bits in there. You've got all your special weapons, all your little bits of plumes and grenades and all that. I would say, for me, if I was got a lot of the detail bits, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. If I was doing conversions, I'd be looking at the Mark IV kit or the Mark III kit, just with regards to all the gubbins that you get inside it. Just, mm. It's just, you know, if you're looking at, say, for example, a particular character then you've got to have the pose of that character and, and it's you're going to be quite limited depending on what you want to do. Yeah, I think it's difficult really. On uh, It depends what you're converting. If, if you're For different legions, there are obviously different like feels, different aesthetics. Yeah. Uh, so like ultramarines, word bearers, um, in fact, most of the legions, Mark IV and Mark III armour, you can do a lot with that. But then... Outside of that, your characters and stuff. Like, I really like um, 
people that have used the 40k death guard and they've like denurgled them i was about yeah. to say that that's that's based on what i'm seeing a lot of that's that's becoming quite a popular kit i, have, uh, I think that, i think that's a based on skill level though as well uh I you have know to, i have to, i was going to say i have to say i think the model i've seen used most as the basis for other models is callus typhon yeah, you, yeah. him and alexis pollux yeah everyone literally everyone and their dog has converted pollux into something else um and i think i think it's a little bit of a trap because it's such a cool and iconic miniature and you have to work really hard mm-hmm to hide Make it the work. fact that it's Pollux. And some of the some of the best ones I've seen, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's a really cool pose. And then it takes a couple of seconds to realise that it's it's Pollux underneath whatever they've done to it. And there are other ones which is just like, oh, they've painted Pollux red. Uh, I think, I mean, I've got I've got a Pollux and I've not been, I, up until recently, I didn't really have any use for him for that reason alone is that there's a, I see a lot of uh, what versions out there, you know, play to anyone that gives it a go because when it comes to converting it's you know it's not a perfect art and you know it, it can be quite easy to kind of have an idea in your head try and throw some together and it you know in your head it's kind of working but technically it doesn't for some reason but like the pollux model is like you say it's an odd one because it's got it's got an unusual pose like a twist on his on his legs uh you've got to make sure you know a lot of people you know you've got to try and scrape down the the chest piece as well uh but i think for me the key thing is also the head because uh, obviously the the the, court, the the original model comes with a unhelmeted head. Now that works fine because it's got a gorget thing around the top. I've seen a lot of people that just stick a helmet on top of that gorget, and it just doesn't work. And I think that's what put me off is that I couldn't figure out a way of getting a helmet in there that looks right for the scale for the size for the scale of model. Uh, and that's just you know, and then it's then it's down to weapons. And this is kind of going to lead on to my point I was going to come and make is that I think the thing you, you can't generically cover conversions as a like a one-off kit i mean like like you said the the death card kit is becoming a, getting used a lot because of the mark three style to it it's got a nice kind of like um i think it's because it's got some nice um uh, motion in some of the models uh for, for, for good uh, conversions i think it comes down to like good conversions are down for me are like you like you've pointed out a good conversion is when you don't realize what it was made of originally or you know you kind of yeah. like you, you kind of go that looks like it should have been you know like it should like a, an actual model that was meant to be originally or it's it's a model that you immediately recognize but it's uh, like that cipher that someone shared the other day um, uh, the you can tell it, you can tell it's yeah you can tell it's cipher's model but it's it's, it's got the, the the sword across its body and yeah. you know it, it's completely changed the dynamic and feel of the model because i think that that cypher model is static as fuck like i say all it, took, it all it took was a couple of arms different to, to completely change the way that, and, and what it did was kind of go make you go shit that that works really well with that pose and this is why you know we've talked about this in previous episodes why it took me so long to get my warsmith uh done because I just couldn't get the the right motion, like with the the pose. So I did three or four different variants of a warsmith before I got to the one I did. And every time I did it, I was like, I don't like the I don't like the pose. The pose didn't look natural. And I think that's where you can really make a conversion work really well if you can get the pose to look natural. And you will find that with a lot of the. Uh, I mean, I'll go, you know, we talk we talk about um, Anvil Zakona a lot on this one, but he recently he's done some. Um, I think he did some crew for a, a rapier weapons battery. 
And like each mm, of yeah. each of the crew he's done are like character level models because he, he puts that effort into like the the like the the character behind them the, you know the figure that it is like the guy that's you know uh, targeting with you know using his kit and all that he just he just puts that extra bit of effort in that effectively it's essentially it's a simple it's a simple uh, simple model but it's got a character feel to it because of the you know the way he's done the pose. Yeah, it tells tells part of the story of what's exactly. happening. That's and that's exactly it. If you if you're getting a like an image in your head of something happening with that model at the time, I think that's the reason why I am not such a fan of the Sanguinius model, which works perfectly fine in like the in the in the diorama kit that you can get. You take that out and put him on like on a table. It, it it doesn't really make a lot of sense on the table. I know that's not what he's designed for, but. No, but my issue with the Sanguinius model is that it doesn't work without the base. That's kind of one point, yeah. It, and it, like, it I get what they're aiming at because they were like trying to emulate the the oh, famous right. painting of the yeah. Archangel Michael. However, that's oh. all well and good if you're creating like a um, like a one-off model for someone to paint and put in their cabinet. The Primarchs are primarily gaming pieces. You know, that's that's what they are as fancy as people want to make them, you know, as much as everyone owns one and it doesn't get seen on the table because there's a lot of war or whatever, making Sanguinius the way they made it, A, it doesn't fit in with, like, the rest of the range because it's got a level of, like, dynamic movement that you just can't achieve. I mean, if you look at it next to the, the Dawn Guard, it's comical how badly posed dawn guard are like... similar as well isn't he in that it's an he's got an awkward pose and the same goes for alfarius in that it works on this on the scenic base uh, and i've seen a lot of people convert alfarius to be more of a gaming table piece and if anything i would have preferred the conversions i've seen but like i wish they'd done it like that with the original model and that's to me is a sign of a good conversion is when you kind of go oh why didn't? The, why wasn't the original model like that? That's just so much better. I mean, not that I fault you know the like the Alfaris model in the first place. It's, it's, it's a fantastic model to me, but it, it it's it's a nice display model rather than it being a gaming table model. But yeah, I think I think going on a point that you made earlier about like each legion being having its its kind of own aesthetic. Like for me, uh, like the the uh, the death watch torsos from 40k are really I, I i'm always leaning towards those for iron warrior bits because it's kind of got that up armored effect feel to them we'll do one more and then we'll move on okay. so we'll have this one from keith do you think any of the primarchs have experienced the extreme nacho flavor in the same way the emperor has You'd pick that one. <laughs> i wasn't going to pick his other one his other one was like mildly like almost a topic was it anal? No, it wasn't actually. It was um, so. Give we'll give Keith his due because he did something that wasn't just about bum. If we <laughs> accept the emperor gave some of his power to each of the primarchs, and they each got a personality trait from him because of this, uh, and also we accept the fact that Angron was an empath before he got the nails. Do we think the emperor is such a dick to the primarchs because he gave all of his empathy to Angron, who then had it taken taken away from him? Also. Do we think Angron knows he's the reason why the Emperor is such a dick and that's why he's so mad? Oof. Is that suggesting that the Emperor removed part of his his personality and gave it to his to the Primarchs? 
Because that's not how it happened. No, I think that I think he's trying to make a joke. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I was just like, okay, then. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't the, make a lot of sense. But at yeah, the core of enough. it, he's doing a funny. Right. Okay. Um, personally, I much prefer the nacho flavor one. I don't think all the Primarchs <laughs> have had the nacho flavor. Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm not a Primark, clearly and has I've not. not had it. You've never had the the extra I, cool never... ranch flavor of of Doritos. I've I've never had nacho extreme. No. Well, we learned. I a feel thing. like I've missed out. I've missed out. It's not great, to be honest. Oh, okay. I was going to um, say we we uh, we call Alan a cultural blank. Maybe I've got you know <laughs> my own issues I need to work, so, work through. One of my friends once sent me a pack of like the extreme nacho flavor Doritos from America. Hmm. Um, bear in mind, I've had like the cheese nacho flavor nachos from here, uh, Doritos from the UK. The only way I can describe the American ones is if you get cheese to a point where it's both spicy and chemically burny. <laughs> that was what I they ha- tasted like. I have it's to like say, if you go on. If you got the, if you got like you know the scene from Batman mm. where Jack Nicholson falls into the vat of acid. Yeah. If you got like a lump of cheddar and yoted it in, the the nachos were the criminal aftertaste of of that like villain or origin story. See, I'd be able to try some of that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, my, my, I've got a theory, actually, that um, a good proportion of Americans, when they leave America, must think the the rest of the world is incredibly tasty because they eat some fucking shit. So my I mean, friend it's a Drew, mountains of horse shit. My friend Drew met his now wife um, here at university. Uh, and now he lives in in the states. When he first moved over, moved over there, he sent me a message that was like, "Why is their bread sweet? Why is their milk sweet?" And I was like, "What do you mean? Why is the milk sweet?" And apparently, like they they don't just pasteurize it; they put something in it. They put like a sweetener in it, so you can put, put it in like put, coffee and stuff. Don't they put like uh, cornstarch in literally fucking everything? Yeah, yeah. He was like, "All their all their bread sweet. All of it tastes like brioche, but then their brioche is sweeter than like." the normal bread and I, I i don't like it and um, i was just like mate make make your own bread i guess or accept the diabetes death race diabetes <laughs> but yes here here endeth the viewer topic section i think it went well i think we can yeah, make this a, like a semi-regular thing yeah well it, it depends on the creativity of our listeners i suppose i think we're oh, gonna have really? to start banning like nick and keith um, no anals we're definitely going to have to ban Phil because someone posted in the in the destroyer call like, "Hey, let me know where the next ask us anything is," and I replied with like, "Oh, if your questions fire, just ask and we might answer it." And then Phil asked something about um, ATM, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not involved in this." <laughs> oh, that was it. That was it. If if Russ would give anyone ATM, who would it be? And then in brackets, it was like Axe to Magnus. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck's sake. Can we have one post in the Destroyer Corps that doesn't immediately become like some dungeon kink fantasy for you fucking... Mm. I think the answer to that question is no, but I'm sure it was rhetorical. Don't get me wrong. We're a sex-positive podcast. We don't kink-shame anyone, I, unless yeah, it's Lottie. No kink-shaming. But... 
Yeah, because we're allowed to keep shame. That's only because she likes it. Likes it. She likes being. Yeah, that's that's her kink. She likes being kink shamed. (laughs) This is weird, but you know, like I say, we don't kink shame, but we do. Oh, Uh, that brings us to uh, next year's projects. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> that was nicely timed swish of the brush there. It does. Right? <laughs> didn't sound, Thank you. Didn't sound rude in the slightest. Sh- shall I go? Right. I've had some time to think about this and I've kind of sprung it on you guys. Oh, oh no, there's go. the noise. I haven't missed that. <laughs> um, it's so been a while. This year has kind of been weird. Um, has it? It's yeah, yeah. Perfectly normal to me. Like early lockdown, I got a lot of hobby done. Um, and I think as we discussed on the last episode, um lockdown really really kicked in uh and i lost all like drive to get anything done because it just fe- felt like i was in homeostasis like i just wasn't going anywhere wasn't getting anything done i, I didn't have a goal um so obviously me and spin have discussed this angels of death thing so next year will be the year of the dark angels for me but alongside that uh because ollie is a bad bad man and he has a printer and he likes to show me, he likes to send me messages in the dead of night that are just like, hey, do you want me to print this for you? Um, I got a load oh, of battle... is, I've got an image of him going, <laughs> honestly, it's like he knows when I'm, when I'm at my weakest. He he knows when I'm lying there, like, I can't sleep. And then he'll be like sliding into my DMs with the latest, uh, the latest printable Battlefleet Gothic stuff. So, yeah, he's done me a bunch of Battlefleet Gothic. So. Um, next year, I will have a Sons of Horus Battlefleet Gothic fleet. That is my I goal. I am involved in that. I'm properly involved in that. Um, so I ordered, I say ordered, I commissioned him to print me six Dauntless Light Cruisers because I'm a, I'm a massive whore for light cruisers. So I've got three Lances, three Torpedoes, and he's done me some of the Admech ships. Um, I'm going to get them done up, and I'm going to get some... You know, I'll probably commission him to do me some escorts and stuff. Um, he is part of uh, what's what's the place he gets them? Is it Soulforge? It sounds familiar. Uh, I don't, will find out. Don't take me to court and bring that up as a quote, though. Soulforge Studios. Um, so he's part of their Patreon, and they're making very very nice Battlefleet Gothic analogs. Um, Obviously, for copyright reasons, they're slightly different, but in some ways, I think they're better. I think they're they're the more they're more modern versions of um, the ships. So yeah, Ollie, Ollie has lured me in, and I have crossed his palm with silver, and now he owns me. <laughs> so there will be Dark Angels for Heresy. And Battlefleet Gothic. He is. He he lured me in with some some frankly obviously like he 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 did me some really good mates rates on the ships. Um But then again, Ollie's one of the guys that's all about the community. So you know, I think he's printed stuff for all of us now, hasn't he? Uh I think so. Oh he's printed yeah. stuff for me. Oh not for Ant. Uh, perhaps not for Ant, because Ant, Ant does his own. Um, he's, he's, he's covering a lot of people down uh, you know, at the club, that's for sure. Yeah. And like I've said to him a couple of times, I'm like, hey, when you've got some 
time because I know you're doing your own stuff. Let me know. And he'll be like, oh, what do you want? Oh, I'd like these. And he'll be like, cool, I'll have them with you on Monday. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really want to get um, Battlefleet Gothic next year going. Um, Spin, me and you should probably take another look at the rules compendium we made and polish oh, it up. The heresy, uh, yes, Battlefleet, absolutely. Yeah. I'm hyped for that. Um, probably, I'll probably jump on the epic train. Uh, I've got a lot of 30k epic. I need to dig it out. Um, but yeah, I need some tanks and stuff. And I know that the skirmish stuff is going to take over my life again as soon as we can play like uh, Necromunda and Mordheim. I'm really excited for Frostgrave and also Stargrave, uh, Cutlass, Tombstone. But my main focus is going to be Battlefleet Gothic and the Dark Angels. Sweet. What about you, Anne? Hmm. What about me? I don't know. See, the thing is, this year, because obviously we've not done any gaming whatsoever, I've been wrapping up various projects quite nicely. So I will probably do, let's be realistic, I'm going to do try and do another right of war for the, the best legion in the world, obviously. Um, Are you doing word bearers? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Green knights. <laughs> you want me to do green knights, Isla? Don't swear at me. Please. I'm not swearing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to probably do another right of war for the world eaters. I'm tempted to go down the roots of the recon company, but I did have planned at the beginning of the year. Um, and then to kind of just work out, like, say, like a two and a half K, three K list, whatever we normally play at, and then just build it and then just do it. Um, I'm going to be working on the epic stuff. So I've got, you know, I've got the two tactical detachments under the belt now. Um, so I'm going to slowly start kind of getting a few bits and bobs together for that. The only thing that's kind of kind of restrict me on that is what I can find STL-wise to print off. Um, but so far, I've found quite a lot of stuff and some of it really, really nice. Um, but then I'm going to go probably go down the route of the solar auxiliars. Um, yeah, boy. And, and so I've, I've managed to rustle up, what, one, two, two squads of the, not the specialists, with the... Um, I don't even know what they're bloody called. Basically, you've got two, you've got two squads with like room cannons or whatever you want to call them, as in oh, the Volkai guys. Yeah, yeah, I've got two of those, and I've got a squad of the Lasgun guys. Um, got none of the axe wielding maniacs. No, not yet. You see, I was looking at a few different bits and bobs online, and and there was kind of like a cutty cutter list for for the solo auxiliar where you take those dudes, put a blued in with them, they take them up to like weapon skill this that and the other plus one strength so basically they become like a, a terminator killing unit because they strike at initiative one with the power axes mm-hmm. um so you know what i mean they're kind of like a glass hammer chuck in chuck them in like a flyer and, and away you go but um i don't know i'm i'm, I'm going to try to you know do a bit of a slow grow with that but not go completely bananas but apart from that it's you know i've got I'm, i've got the horn for necromunda quite a lot yeah, um, same. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm doing quite a lot. I'm getting all those bits and bobs. I'm going to take my um, my Zoe, my Zoe Metallis table up to a six by four. So I'm currently in the, the you know in the process of printing more tiles and walls and all that kind of stuff. 
over ultimately you can play on like two six by three um two four by threes or whatever um i don't know it's just i'm just going to kind of i'm going to be very flexible i think next year um yeah and then just see what happens ultimately i don't know it, there's too much stuff i want to do but i'm going to be realistic with what i with, with what i want to do so bit of a bit of a 30k bit of necromunda bit of epic um I mean, you just posted a bunch of epic into the into the hobby chat, and yeah, so yeah. you're ahead of the game. Well, this is it, you know what I mean. So, like, you know, I'll get, I'll do some bits and bobs, and kind of like Spencer's been out me doing some lists and stuff, and with regards to ideas and whatnot. And it's just kind of like just, just all right, of, yeah, you know, just like wrapping up projects basically. So I might actually um, galleon for and blood and uh, potential. Like, that'd be a big, big. I don't know. I'm a bit kind of like... Paint the hallway. Paint the hallway. Paint the hallway and print a carpet. Yeah, paint the hallway and print a carpet. Bang, done. There you go. Sorted. No, I'm a bit kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I've kind of got to sit down and have a good ponder about it, what I want to do with gamey stuff. But I'll still keep going. It's just... um, just, I think once I get to play a game, then I'll go on a mind rampage of right. This is what I want to do. I think that's the trick. That's the trick. Spin. Well, I have lots of plans. Whether I actually achieve any of them is another question altogether. Um, but in terms of plans, uh, what stuff I'd like to get done. Uh, the Blood Angels, are, I'm actually quite excited about starting those and getting those uh, potentially done. Because um, it's uh, mainly because it's going to be something like a different play style to the Iron Warriors. You know, it's, it's a loyalist army. It's just something a bit new and different for Heresy. Uh, so there's that to do. Um, I want to get my epic Iron Warriors done. Um, that's that's definitely on the still on the on. The, I mean, I've had a good start. A good start with those by getting them all together at least now. So. I want to get them uh, try and get those painted up if I can. Um, there's yeah, there's, there's all the skirmish stuff. You've got you know Necromunda stuff. You've got oh crikey, you know all sorts of different things that we've been talking about doing. Um, I'm really kind of getting drawn into the possibility of playing 40k, but with using the Age of Darkness book rule book. That's become quite a uh, a big di- a big thing. I'm quite on trying when we can play games again because I think that could be like a really good way of playing 40k you know like we used to uh, but you know I'll, I'll be going for like an alien race so it's you know not power armor again um what else oh crikey oh yeah Star Wars Legion want to get I need to get into that I've got stuff for that to do uh K47 I uh, want to get into that as well um yeah, like lots of lots of things on 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 the on the drawing board, as it were. But uh, I, you know, I just need to make sure I start actually doing some of these things, as opposed to kind of making plans for them all the time. Oh, an AT, yeah, getting AT sorted as well. <laughs> all done for that. Well, I've made some progress in that for you, Spin. Thank you. I may have just made a deal with Keith to try and uh, uh, get that moving along a bit quicker, faster as well. 
to get you. What to uh to um I'm doing it I'm helping him out. Spoiler. I, yeah, basically. And I just thought, you know what? Mm. You know, um it helps him out, but we'll get stuff done down as well. So uh you know, that's quite nice as well. You know, I mean, when he put up that his base, his boiler's kaput, he's got to find all that money for his boiler. And then suddenly everybody's like, yeah, you know, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? I was a bit like, well, you're not nice kind of thing, but in a very low-key way. And I was just like, you know what? That, that's absolutely bang on. So, yeah, that's so... Um, I might, you know what I might do? Instead of toast, I might just like... You know, you get those heat pads that you can break and they stick them in your pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And warders. <laughs> yeah, yes, is it? I'll just like shove them through the door and be like, ah, just write a, like a love heart on it, love mantle or something. You know. Sir Coxman. Uh, oof. 2021 is the year of militia for me. So Ooh. I'll be finishing off my desert dudes. And uh, much as we've just already said, I've commissioned. Um, Ollie to print me off a load of the Space Narm dudes from Reptilian Overlords. Oh, cool. So I'm going to do um, a, can- a 30k Katachan stuff using Imperial Militia. Um, yeah. I- I'm going to make it as air cavalry as I can. Yeah, so that's one. Um, I've got my breaches. I mean, my breaches are all built, so I've got 30 breaches for uh, my fists and Fifth, uh, well, 50, 45, three squads, 15, for my word bearers, uh, which perform the base of my, that list. I'm somehow going to have to find two Achilles from somewhere on the internet or the world. Good luck. Yeah, uh, so I can finish my my Emperor's Children. Otherwise, they're only ever going to be a Zone Mortalis Force, which is a bit sad. They pop up every so often, you just have to be fast. Yeah. Ollie was lucky recently, so I mean, like, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out as well. I think if between us we keep an eye out and just kind of like go, "Yep, yeah, well, I get it." I mean, I suppose it's just organising how much you're willing to pay for it, isn't it? That's the key thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like no points in it, but like like Ross said earlier, um, it, if the it's just a question of them having to ramp up production again. By the time the year rolls around, it's, they might start producing again. And they'll be back in stock, so it might not be a big deal. I bet you, damn, there's an STL file about somewhere, you know. Oh, probably. Almost certainly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm to think of us. Just saying. Uh, mm. I mean, because you only actually need the extra parts. If you get the plastic yeah. rhino and 3D print the sponsons and the and the bit for the quad launcher, that probably do you, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's Imperial Fists, Word Bearers. Uh, I've still got me, I'm still doing all my rights of war for Word Bearers. Uh, but I'm I'm reaching a point where I can't. The elephant in the room is the Sky Slayer Phalanx. And it's like Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, that's going to make me real sad spending that. No jet bikes. The jet bikes one, yeah, yeah. That's going to make me really sad, especially in that's right because Ellis Ellis is a hundred percent sure that plastic jet bikes are coming. So oh, is it okay? Cool. Let's hope so. Uh, probably uh, yeah I don't know I'll, we'll see that might be the very last one I do and depending on the lottery win I don't know but um, I've got I've got enough stuff to bag another three um, 
of course, all of my models for my fists and my word bears are still with David Brains. He's still using really? them on the 30K channel. Yeah. yeah. So they're still they're, they're having an extended vacation, appearing as internet superstars. So um, didn't you give yeah. didn't you lend him those at the beginning of lockdown one? Yep, it was about April last year. Or this? Or last year? Or this year? No, last uh, no, twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, April this year, so uh, 2020. Um, yeah, I have, so I haven't got most of my collection in my house at all. <laughs> Is that <laughs> where your riser book out. went? Do you know, it's entirely possible that's where my riser <laughs> book is. It's entirely possible. I still haven't found it. It'll be somewhere. I've got to, get, I've got to go and get some uh, decorations out the loft tonight, tomorrow. So I might go. It might be up there. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, but I'm, the, the thing I'm most excited about, because I've, I've nearly finished my uh, Rising Mechanicum now. I've done the Thalax. I've got four Castellax and um, the other big boy robot to do. And I, they might even get done before the end of the year at this rate. So yeah, at which point it's it's uh, Ollie's printing me off an initial 20 dudes. Um, he had a bit of a, a problem with his FEP on his printer. Which is sorted out now, I think, and uh, yeah. So hopefully, I'll get the first twenty to have a go out, work out paint scheme, and then it's uh, full steam from there. You watch. You'll use that Mechanicum list, and then every fucker at club will buy an Arcus. An Arcus, Just oh yeah, driving the Arcus sales. I, d- I like to do my bit for Forge World's profit margin. <laughs> so what's going to happen is, is that he's going to use that uh, Mechanicum army and all of a sudden, uh, Kurt's going to have a Mechanicum allies. What? <laughs> Kurt will literally shit his YouTube pants when he plays those. He will not yep. like it. He will oh, not I, I, I have serious I've... regrets in selling my Castellux. I uh, awarded him about the the new version of my Iron Fire list with uh, Mechanic Allies and said, "Are you sure you want to play that?" <laughs> bring it. That's, that's He'll Iron cry Man again. That's my main hobby projects. I think for for twenty twenty one. Our year in summary. Do we just want to talk about gaming, or do we want to encom- encompass the whole thing? And uh, uh, you know, spin dodge to coffin. <laughs> you know. Everybody knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, hobby, hobby's been really weird because I've just painted like a madman. Like I say, when I finished the Mechanicum, I would have finished eight armies, eight what? fully painted armies in Fucking 2020. Hell. I've actually, I probably, uh, for me, I think I've done more hobby than I would have expected. Uh, I know what I've done is not a great deal, but you know, like I've actually painted a model. You know, I've, I've done something that isn't heresy related. You know, I've, I've been get, I've finally got the airbrush going. The only thing I've not done is build a sodding printer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain irony to that. You've had the printer yeah, yeah. a lot the longest, and you've done the least 3D printing out of anybody. Yeah, well, no, uh, Ollie's got bought his second, and Ant's on the. I uh, got one now, so I'm like, eh. yeah. Gaz bought no, Ollie's old of, one. Yeah, it's kind of like did a bit he? of a moot point. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, bloody hell. Did not know that. Yeah. I so I, I'm going to take a look at the year as a whole. So I think, what, we got one 
two episodes in before the pandemic kicked in properly. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so I, I I remember sitting in the kitchen and it was the day before we were meant to record April's episode and we had a discussion in our chat group and we decided that um like we should probably give it a miss uh just because you know my partner is a teacher um like there was a lot of it was very new the whole the whole kind of lockdown thing was about to come in and we didn't want to you know cause any any fuckery mm. i remember sitting in my kitchen and i remember drafting the post that i made on the phosphex party page to say that we were gonna have a hiatus and you know we'd be back like when it was safe to be back um and then obviously spin was ill and there was there was times especially when spin's brother got in touch with me and was like look can you tell everyone that you know we've we've been told it's not looking great that i was like that might be the last post i ever make on that page you know because i don't think i'd have wanted to carry on if we didn't have have spin and stuff um which kind of compounds the fact how happy i am we are doing it again <laughs> like it, it was a real bad time cuz like spin is one of my closest friends like you you guys you know are are part of my you know part of the reason i moved back to leicester after so long so to have one of my friends who was a big part of my hobby as well obviously get be so ill and then like you know the going through the recovery and everything and talking to you and doing the hobby chats and stuff that was really nice and i think the moment i was like cool something's gone back to normal not everything has but something's gone back to normal is when we did that first episode back mm. like yeah it was well, weird our first time doing it online as well online yeah yeah and like yeah it was weird and yeah it was a bit odd but we were back doing it and the reception that we got from the community was great um and like my hobby kind of has followed that like i did the tech priests and stuff the, the, the tech demons and stuff at the beginning of the year and then i've done like most of my black shields and my hobbies dropped off because like i've said i'm starting to be a bit like why am i bothering like i'm not going to get to play i'm not going to get to do anything and now kind of like we're reaching the point where yeah we've got a vaccine and yeah obviously it's not going to be anytime soon but I'm feeling that drive to hobby again because I know next year at some point I'll probably be able to get a game in. And it's again touching on the community thing from last week. This year has highlighted to me how much I rely on the community. Um, not just the gaming community, but you guys, like I say, you guys are my friends. So like a lot of things we talk about kind of spiral out of the out of the fact that we're in this chat group together that's primarily driven by hobby like me and dan post fucking socialist and communist memes to aggravate Alistair. Capitalism. yeah like um you know the, the amount of shenanigans we get up to so yeah th- this year in summary for me was all right then it was really shit and now it's pretty good and i think a lot of people have had that if you know what i mean yeah. But I, I, I am—I'm I'm missing you guys in a real face-to-face sense. 
Yeah, like um, I've seen I've seen you and I've seen Ant like once yeah. or twice for the whole year. Uh, I'm not too much of a. Uh, no, there's not too much toxic toxic masculinity about me to say that the first time I saw you, Dan, after you left, I sat in my living room and cried because <laughs> it was the first time I'd seen one of my friends since like lockdown started and it had been like a couple of months it was like the middle of the summer when you dropped by and like it was literally you just we just spoke to each other for five minutes at my front door and we stood like yeah. two two meters apart but it was so good to see someone yeah um but yeah like it went from that post that was we're taking a break to hey we're back and it's the big low of having to say we can't do it because you know we can't get together we can't you know we can't guarantee we'll give the people like a decent podcast to now being able to do that and the community is i mean like the phosphate page is is popping off people are in there a lot more now and it's just it's nice to see that the community is like with us again if you know what i mean like there's a whole you understand what i'm saying i'm not i'm not being yeah, weird right like, yeah no no like you've seen, i've noticed like yes it's been nice to see the destroy core getting more you know being a bit more active uh, you know like my perspective you know i i kind of came out what I came came out of and you know i i, I was pretty much a wreck i'm not gonna lie um and it was you know, obviously the you know, family helped and whatnot, but the Thursday night hobby chats that we started doing online was a massive, massive thing for me. I mean, at that point, I was pretty much, you know, I was, you know, living with my parents who were looking after me and you know, I was still trying to, you know, learn how to walk, couldn't st- still couldn't stand up in the shower. You know, it, it was all, it was all very, very kind of, you know, a lot of, different things going on and then you guys started saying oh yeah we've been doing this hobby chat on a thursday night and i kind of came online to do that you know and i didn't do anything you know i was just sitting on bed on my bed just chatting and having a laugh with you guys and it instantly made me feel more normal because and i've said this to you know i've said i was talking about this the other day with uh my friend with our friend joe um thursday night you know like the gaming night the gaming club night and i was Never always played games down there, but I'd still come down because to me it was the social side of it that it was a big, big part of part of that. Because you know, all the mates down there, all you know, I just like chat shit with people. And when I started being able to do that again, is when I started to feel like some sort of normality was coming back to my life after what I've been through. And that 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 made a massive difference to me. Made a massive difference and. You know, at first when I started, I started getting back onto Facebook. I was like, oh, "That doesn't feel like there's been much going on." Like, especially like you know, like the Destroy Core and you know the, the podcast, which for obvious reasons, you know, stuff had. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. When I was lying in hospital, I was like, "Oh, wonder if the guys decided that you know because there's a lot, the lockdown actually you know kind of happened, and things obviously been worse than you know, we expected at the time, and we decided we weren't going to do that episode. Wonder if they've recorded one." Anyway, you know, just, you know, just kind of get one done. And I was actually a little bit, oh, that's a shame. I was kind of hoping to be able to listen to what you guys have been chatting about. But in the end, it was like, you know, it makes sense. And 
same as you like when we finally got around to doing that first episode after such a long time and doing it in a different way and recording online and uh, you know uh, i know i don't know about you guys but i know that some of the a lot of people a lot of our you know listeners have always said that you know they've liked the dynamic that we've all, that we've had which we've always attributed to the fact that we sit in a room and just chat shit with each other for three or four hours uh, i like the fact that i was worried that we were going to lose an aspect of that when we did it online and i quite frankly they were like say from the feedback we've been getting it seems like we've you know people are like you're still enjoying what we what we do uh, and that's awesome to I hear mean, instead yeah i mean we're still doing it um kind of face to face i suppose in the sense yeah i, I, just, can't I, I just think it's right now but yeah <laughs> i just think it's it, 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 you know you can sometimes lose some of the dynamic you know when i've listened to other podcasts you know i'm not talking about any any podcasts you guys might know but uh when i've heard other podcasts that record online i've always kind of felt i've, I've never kind of paid attention all that much I've always kind of lost interest after a while because they've just they don't feel like they've got that same dynamic. Yeah. I don't know whether that's because it's just like two random people from a different side of the world that are just talking about the same subject and they don't they kind of know each other because they maybe they met each other once at an event or something like that. Whereas us, we've we've known each other for what fucking fifteen fifteen yeah, years eight. now. Yeah, or maybe or, you know, maybe time. more. Long we've known each other for a very long time. It's so we, we've, we've, I think we're always going to have that dynamic. And I know, think it, it helps as well that, like, we, we're always talking about stuff. Like, we've got the WhatsApp group, and then we play Among Us, and then we do, um, like, I play D&D, not D&D, I play D&D and roleplay with you and another group and stuff like that. So that, I think some podcasts, specifically gaming podcasts, like you say, are, like, this is my friend from another, uh, from the other end of the country who we we play in a tournament together once a year, and and all they have in common is like the, the game, whereas like, there's so many dumb stories that we could tell about times that oh, you know we've been how out. Many go a, uh, how many times have we go off on a, tra- a tangent? Yeah, yeah, and like for example, one of the questions that was asked um, in the viewer thing was like, "Oh, has anyone ever drowned a pigeon?" And I must have laughed for a good 15 <laughs> minutes thinking back to when dad was like oh okay like i just had to drown a pigeon and it was just in the chat <laughs> it fucked me up real bad but yeah i think i think it's because we we're we are mates and we have a lot of you know we've a lot of time where we've been out doing shit together or we've been playing together and you know the banter's easy when you know each other and you don't have to worry about making a joke that's going to upset someone do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think as weird as it is, like not being able to, like, because if 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 you had started eating a fucking starburst in the middle of my <laughs> living room while you were talking about shit, I would have thrown stuff at you, Smith. <laughs> right. How much stuff is Ant sat there chomping on while we're in the middle in the middle of recording? Right. But I doesn't do it while well, he doesn't like pause mid sentence to put food in his mouth. Hey, yeah, listen, no, no, I'm, he us- does. I'm usually modelling. He 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 yeah, crinkles. He get he eats biscuits. He passes biscuits around the living room. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't pause mid sentence to pop a starburst in, and then <laughs> and and act like say, no what... fucker heard him do it. So, so what, what are you trying to say, Ross? Something along the lines of this. 
Is that right? <laughs> God damn it, Anne! <laughs> this episode is going to be titled What the Fuck Are You Eating? <laughs> These are go-ahead bars at only 55 calories per slice, apparently. Bloody hell. Yeah, it doesn't nice. matter if you eat 60 of them, though. <laughs> I am absolutely guilty of that. I used to buy, you know, the um, uh, what they call the rice cake, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used yeah, to get yeah. those going, these are healthy for me, and then I'd have like three packets in a night. Like, Do you no, remember that? No, that's, 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 not not that's, not, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Do you, you remember the holiday well? we went on with Pete? And we went and yeah. uh, like and we got that farmhouse and we went shopping and I think it was it was either Steph or it was Pete bought one of them big long packs of the rice cakes. Yeah. And then we were playing games. <laughs> In fact, I think it was I think it was probably Pete. And he smashed like a whole pack of rice cakes while we were playing the game. And then kind of went, oh, they were meant to last all week. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, for fuck's sake. I have a question for people who eat that many rice cakes. How do they ever shit ever again? <laughs> there can't be any moisture left in their body. Literally not oh. an ounce, not a drop oh, of no. it. That's such a good... Oh, that's... Mm. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'll... It's, okay. I know, you go, I need folks. to know. That's an example I need of to know. I need to know. So, when I, was, when I was in hospital after I hurt my back... Um, I was on quite a lot of like really high yield uh, opiate based medication, um, and obviously, like the side effect of opiate based medication is constipation. It, it hit like the week and a half milestone, and I was like, "I'm uncomfortable," and also concerned that like I'm going to burst. <laughs> I'm going to burst from the inside. So this doctor's like, "Right, we can do three things." I was like, "Okay, what are these three things?" He's like, "Well." We'll start off with like a normal laxative. And the my, the alarm bell should have gone off at normal, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, if that's okay. the first thing you can do, there's two more. He's like, what, what? the escalation from there is like a uh, a higher yield laxative. And, and here's me thinking, oh, yeah, the third option is just going to be like a super laxative. And I was like, what's the third? He's like, oh, disimpactment. I was like, what's that? Oh, it's like where we surgically remove it. And I was like, no. <laughs> No way. That's a hard no right there. They they gave me like the first laxative and the nurse that gave it to me was like, it's probably not going to work. Don't worry. And I sat there and I was like, this is going to work. This is going to work. I'm not going to have essentially like what is just like a a plunger (laughs) used on me. I'm not having rectum surgery. (laughs) Rectum? Nearly blow them off. (laughs) I fucking... Transferred to the wheelchair because this is when I was paralysed properly. Like wheeled myself over to the little the little bathroom that I had. Sat there for like half an hour, psyching myself up. I was like, "This is going to happen." I I will spare you the graphic details, but an hour like an hour later, I had shit a brick. Like an <laughs> actual had corners could have been used to like build your kitchen extension brick. But the worst thing is. I had to tell the nurse and the nurse had to make like a visual confirmation of this to prove Uh, that I wasn't lying. (laughs) The nurse comes in and it's like a big, uh, like a big black dude who was from um, the West Indies and he was, he was funny as fuck. (laughs) And I was like, I'm I'm really sorry, but I just need you to confirm this for, for the thing. And he looked at it and went, 
that's fucking huge. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yep. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm paralysed from the waist down. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, it could, I could be utterly wrecked down there. <laughs> yeah, it flapping. Could, it could like be shredded. Pocket. <laughs> yeah, flapping like a tattered rag of a flag oh, between so basically, my arms. So, so basically what you're trying to say, Ross, is you're no longer an anal virgin. Well, no, the, I can confirm now. I can confirm now that the integrity of my butthole is is confirmed one hundred percent. Sound. And we're going to stop Keith and Nick from talking about ass. Uh, no, but they're always talking different. about stuff going in. I was talking about yes. something coming out. It's all good. That's that's the key difference. That's the key fucking difference. Oh, uh, besides, everyone loves a good shit in yourself in hospital story. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I, I have to say, just just winding it back a bit, I'm always really concerned when the 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 language they use to describe something could also be applied to a nuclear bomb. So when you get something, <laughs> it's a high yield laxative, like a yeah. high yield nuclear weapon. So, whoa, 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 whoa! This is um, that's that's worrying in many ways. So, to put into context, the high high yield laxative. Um, one of the other guy, one of the other people that was there at the time, um, also had the same issue as me, um, and they had to progress to the the high high yield laxative. And essentially, they were brought a um, like half a pint cup. I would say, did they give it to him on a pole and then back out the room? No, no. So like, <laughs> he was given like half a pint cup, essentially, like a little plastic cup, and they poured something that both looked and had the consistency of Drano into the cup. About a third of the way up, it was like viscous. It was thick. It made a it made a thwop noise as it hit the bottom of the cup, and then they poured water in and stirred it. Um, and I was like half the like I'm I'm on the other side of the ward, um, and you could see like globules of this liquid that hadn't like mixed with the water properly. And he smashed it like a champ. Like he just downed it in one and then laid there. And a few hours later, you heard this noise (laughs) at which point he like he started frantically pressing the alarm button and people obviously came and and helped him and he came back i can't i don't know an indeterminate amount of time later and he came back he was pale and he was sweaty (laughs) he was just like absolutely (laughs) traumatized by what had gone on and what about a three stone lighter yeah oh honestly this house is clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that brings us on nicely to... Oh, no, because, Ant, have you done your year in summary? No, not uh, really. No, no, go for it. Sorry, I segued into a shit story. Let's, let's have a think. Year in summary. Um, got rid of a crazy lady that was good. Um, got rid well, you of say got rid of. She isn't under your patio, right? Yeah, yeah, she's uh, buried in the kitchen. Um, oh, no. So yeah, so so sorted out. What? You <laughs> Suddenly we're a true <laughs> crime <laughs> podcast. I didn't kill anybody. I just they just disappeared forever. <laughs> you know where we've got all those trees that have got those really lumpy bits by the by the roots. Yeah. Not saying any more than that. Right. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. gonna go dark. digging. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully, uh, no. Yeah. So got obviously got rid of you know one problem at the beginning of the year. Got a new job, um, but it wasn't what I was expecting. So got rid of that um, on a new job at the minute. So I've, I've actually, I, ironically, I've managed to find 
um, three jobs in the middle of a pandemic, which has been quite surreal. Um, but then from a pandemic wise, because I've been classed as a key worker, whichever job I've done, I've kind of worked through it. And I don't, I don't, the only thing that's changed for me, or was kind of um, had like an impact on myself is, is, you know, like what you were saying, Ross, and what we were saying, Dan, is I've just not seen anybody. You know, when you're just like, so I've not had the usual Thursday night rolling dice. I've not had the kind of, you know, the, you know, the, the taking the piss out of Alan or, you know, and all the usual kind of jazz. Um, but yeah, for me, the year in summary, it's been, it's not been as ironically on the, on the, on the, the pledge, as I call it, or on, on my blog, I've actually done less painting this year than I have done any other previous year. No. Really, really weird. And that's, that's God's honest truth. I've only painted, hang on two seconds. Isla, can I just borrow the computer for a second? But are you, are you counting the Titans as one? Yeah. Nah, you see, that's where, that's where you've, you've got it wrong. Because well, the, the warlord took you what? ages. Never warlord. The Lord warlord, believe it or not, was painted last year in 2019, not 2020. Was it really? It counts yeah. as one. Yeah. Yeah. No way. The warlord. The warlord was was completed in December 2019. So if I look at my painting log for yeah. this year, shush. Uh, <laughs> let's have a look. I've only painted. So far, shut up, shut up. So far, I've only painted 345 models. That's I mean, it. when you say only 345 yeah. models, that's 345 <laughs> models more than I've painted. Well, then compare that to 2019 when I nearly rocked up. I was 495. 2018, I was 750. 2017, I was 555, and so on and so forth. So, and like. Then, um, a thousand and thirty-eight. That is either. So, so you know, it, model model count has been down, but then I've been doing huge kits, as in yeah. the warlord, no, not the warlord, the reaver, and the, the knights, all the, all the knights. So I've been doing bigger kits. So I don't know. I don't know. But my painting's been very up and down so far. But then. You know, you, you kind of. Well, then I think that's because I've not been gaming, so I've not had that kind of mental motivation to say, right, I want to get this done, or I want to get that done, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, but yeah, but in all, in, in all, overall, my 2020 has been. Oh, you know what? I've had a pretty good year. You know, all things considered, and you know what? I've, I'm not. I'm not going to sit and you know say that it's been dog shit. Yeah, you know, it's been. Sorry, Isla. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isla can be the new fucking star of our podcast. This is it. Oh, I love so that. There's, so there's, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be parts where, you know, it was rough, like with Spencer, with Cooper, you know, with, you know, with, with various other people kind of taking wobbles, like mentally, healthy wise, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we covered a lot of that off last week. But it's, it, you know, not last week, last time. And, but overall, to be honest with you, you know, we've, we've, coming out the you know the other side of the year and i think you know as people we're all going to be a, a lot stronger and a lot more resilient and a lot more willing to talk about stuff but then you know hobby wise you know i'm i'm ready to play a game man i'm i'm itching yeah man. Design. I've, I've made two tables since since lockdown so i'm just sitting there i'm like that when can i roll some dice please and but, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been good and bad, but uh, more more good than bad, though. But yeah, that's there you go. That's me done. Was there anybody else left after me? Was it you, Dan, or it's Mr. Dan? 
go. Yeah, I mean, I've had some personal life shit to deal with. Uh, you know, we don't need to rehearse it. I mean, you guys know about that. Um, but that's all sorted now, so that's cool. And uh, what else? I don't know. I think 2020 has come to a bit of a rough end. I mean, I, I, I take I take hope from and having had three jobs during the lockdown. Uh, but you know, the place where I work is talking about mass redundancies, and I think 2021 is going to be a rough year for everybody as a consequence of this year. Uh, and I think for me, that's going to kind of like land January and February. So I guess all I'm doing really is making the most of between now and New Year and just having the best fucking living my best fucking life, uh, than dealing with this shit on the 4th of January when it, when it hits, if or if it hits, you know. Um, I can. I am foaming at the mouth to play a game of some kind. I'm desperate for it. Is uh, is ginned up Dan coming to Among Us on Wednesday? Fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, Park Gin, I'm getting a bottle of red wine. I'm going to go and buy a bottle of like 30, 40 quid bottle of red wine. I'm going to smash it whilst playing Among Us, and you're going to watch the slow decay of humanity. Whilst it happens, <laughs> it is, it's coming. It's, it's on uh, Wednesday. Is so yeah, twenty third. Yeah, cool, um, I've, got, I've got the twenty fourth off, so I'll join you, Dan. Yeah. Daddy. Yes. Let's get absolutely fucking battered. What's on Thursday? Um, oh, uh, speaking of which, my, my kids are up for a bit of Among Us as well, so we could get another couple of players on if you're interested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as they're. How old are your kids? Hold on. 17 and 13. <laughs> it's all legit. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We oh, don't oh, have to give them the language thing. No, 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 no. No. Oh, they. Oh, yeah. No, that's all cool. I've always raised my kids on the basis that there's no such thing as a bad word. There's just a bad context. <laughs> to, to be fair, the number of times we've played with Isla, and I, and I like, we'll be playing around, and someone will hit the button, and I'll be like, right, you fucking bunch of cunts. And someone will be like, uh, <laughs> Isla's playing, and I'll be like, um, you <laughs> bunch of rascals, who did the murder? Uh, but yeah, it'd, be, I, it'd be good fun. I, I, I still I still really enjoyed spontaneously throwing you out last week, and it turned out you were actually... I was so mad. I was so mad, because I was like, they can't, they're not going to vote me out. And then you were like, it's Ross. I was like, shit, it's happening. Speedrun, Ross! Speedrun! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that made me so happy. Anyway. It was good. Uh, yeah, but I, I I think what I want to do for next year, uh, something else I've I wanted to do, I've, what I've tried, I kind of, I tried to change it, a kind of like a life philosophy thing, which sounds a lot deeper than it actually was, which is try and be unremittingly kind this year. And, I mean, for fuck's sake, I think we've all needed it, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's... It, it's if if you take away any other benefit for anybody else, that's really helped me cope with the whole thing. Uh, in the sense that I can look back and think, oh, you know, I did that for person. And it doesn't have to be big or huge. It could be as small as just phoning, uh, contacting somebody and seeing if they're all right. You know, mm. just those little acts of kindness. I, I think, you know, you could, you could be completely parochial and selfish about it and just say, actually... That's good for me, regardless of the impact it has for anybody else, which undoubtedly is good. 
it's good for me as well. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think I want to push that envelope and see what I can do next year. That that brings us nicely into the next bit of our running order, which is just to say thank you to all of our listeners. Absolutely. For... Fuck them. Oh, no. That's Fuck them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we started this, what, two years ago now? Yeah, it is, isn't it? And we were like, oh, we'll see. We'll see if, if anyone actually listens to it. Um, and surprisingly, people have not even listened to it. But, you know, we've, like, like I say, we've, we've got quite a few friends of the show. We've got Ellis, got uh, obviously Anvil's Jack, who at some point next year, we, we'll have to get him on. Now uh, I've been, I'm, I'm totally kidnapping him, putting him in my hobby dungeon and just having him make shit for me. <laughs> That's what's happening next year. I think this is something we, you know, we actually wanted to discuss. I mean, just. What you know before we get too far into the, the, the you know the ending here, but I'd like you know we did that earlier on. We had you know we got a couple of the local guys on uh, for a bit of a laugh, and I, I like that. I like you know I think we should do that. And now we're doing it online. It's maybe even easier for us yeah. to get someone. We should know, get um, some on. we should revisit having pencil dick on. Now he's got a full army. Now his I thousand think... his thousand sons are yeah. He's pretty pretty much finished, doesn't he? I don't know. He's he's moved on to other things, hasn't he? Since? I think he repainted them all over lockdown. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this might have been while you were doing your Rona Jesus impression. Um, he oh, went maybe. from he went from metallic what? red. He went from like the normal red to metallic red, like we told him to the whole time. I know he he'd started on them, but I didn't realise he'd got them finished. So fair play to him. He better fucking had before he started his fucking YouTube channel, the Slackjaw yeah. Local. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, it'd be nice uh, to get it. We should get Will back on, and we should get some. I'd like to get more of the community involved next year. Like, I want to get Ellis on so he can talk us through his conspiracy theory, <laughs> which at this point might just be in my head. But who knows? Well, here's my. Do you know, I think that could be a beautiful episode if we get Ellis on, get him talking about his conspiracy theory, and the last thing we hear is him being dry, dragged away to be taken to a psych ward somewhere. <laughs> no, because that would just be uh, the live equivalent of Ross getting red pills on the internet. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, but never mind that. Just just think of the listener numbers. That would be amazing podcast <laughs> broadcasting. What you do is make it a bit more spicy. And every time, every time he comes out with something that's believable, then you take a shot of vodka or Oh, something. God. <clears throat> oh, I, you see, I'm quite keen to introduce my new language infraction stuff that I've introduced into our chat. I love that. I love the language infraction because it's yeah. Alan every time. Well, of course it's Alan every time because we're picking on him because bullying is a cool and genuine thing to do <laughs> to another human being. Except he's not human. He's a Venusian overlord. It's fine. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a conspiracy theory. We've all seen him. His, his, uh, his human face has slipped at least once every 24-hour <laughs> period. It just does. Yeah, more more of the community on. I know Jack All Jack right. wants to come on. I've spoken to him about it. So I think it'd All be right. a fun episode to get Jack and Spin on to have, like, a conversion off. It'd be like... <laughs> that's, like not, that's not even a competition. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, he uses green stuff. I'm out. I'm true. done. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it goes back a little bit to what we said last week. The community that we've built is great. And I'm going to reiterate last week's point. If you want to be in the community, join the Destroyer Core Facebook group. 
you don't have to post all the time just post if you've painted something cool post if you want to ask a question post no one's going to flame you unless you deserve it um like the guy who posted about blood angels and was it super heavies yeah Ooh, yeah he, been, he basically been getting shit for having a like he was asking about uh something else i think mark, and then in was the comments mark he came five up, armor or something it was mark five and i'm gonna find it, the post because i no, feel it mark bad six. it was mark six armor uh and then in the comments he was saying about um he's he's got like a bane blade and he'd been getting shit for having a bane it was blade adam, adam yeah. he's fairly new to i think he's fairly new to the podcast actually because he commented on another um uh group somewhere else about how he's only like two episodes in i was like oh hey, you're in for a long ride there <laughs> he did however race for impact give me permission to call him a twat so, <laughs> live on air, Adam, <laughs> you're a bit of a twat, mate, but we love you. <laughs> um, but this is it, like, we are going to troll you and we are going to take the piss, but ultimately, like, we're here because we love the hobby and we want other people to join in and take the piss out of us and troll us. We're, we're, so. we're very much the kind of people that, like, would say, so... We are specifically talking about Alan, but we're not specifically talking about Adam. Yeah, Alan oh, yeah. and Adam are quite close. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I think uh, the point is, is that we're very much the kind of people that you know we would say give as good as you get. Uh, you know, yeah. We, I think when it comes to like specifically people's hobbying, we're very much the kind of like if it looks cool, then it's cool. You know, if you think it's a cool idea, go for it. If you turn up, I think, in rock up with a like a prime RS army for 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 heresy, you might get a few comments there. Oh, but... You're gonna get some smoke, but if it looks good, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. The thing is, you you hear it's the way hobby thing. you hear the way we heresy. talk about the guys in our heresy scene: two pump Nick, pencil Dick Kurt. Like these aren't nicknames we give people because you know these these are all like we're just mean to each other. We're mean to each other, basically. And you should hear the amount of shit I get because I can't walk properly. So, <laughs> In a way that only people who really love each other can be. Wait, do you reckon it was that colossal shit that's caused me not, not to be able to walk properly? That's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shut out part of your spine. That would explain a lot, to be maybe, honest. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's one of, the, one of those vertebrae that you, you actually shit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Um, Ross, but yeah, it appears that a part of your spine is missing. Did, did you have a big shit at any particular point? Yes, I did actually. <laughs> imagine, imagine shitting a bone. That'd be grim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you to our our listeners, to our community. You guys are great. Even if we give you abuse and we call you names, we do it because. Uh, we love you, and society's programmed us to be unable to say that without also calling you a dickhead. Um, <laughs> massive, massive. Yeah, this is our Christmas episode, so we're going to end on a on a on a cliffhanger. Going to sing a hit, a, a carol, aren't we? <laughs> I was, I'm going to put we? in a real big gap in the edit right there after the end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, we're not going to end on a cliffhanger. And we're not going to sing a carol either. It's against COVID guidelines. Um, <laughs> any more for any more I mean, I'd say we, we ought to try and wham everyone. No, no. no because I'm still, I'm still in the game, thank you. Game. Yeah, I mean, hey, become yeah. a hunter. Become a hunter. 
No, no. Yeah. Could you imagine the outcry? Brilliant. Yeah, but Ross could edit it in as the opening to the uh, the episode. <laughs> oh, now there's play an it idea. That's what I'm saying. Ant doesn't need to listen to it. It could be the opening music to the episode to the Christmas episode. <laughs> I have to say that we release on Christmas Eve. I mean, that how is... annoying would that be? That that is a bit like as talking about posting toast to Keith. <laughs> 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 and it sounds like something we should definitely do. The question oh, is, you guys, you guys are harsh, man. We, uh, and there's a typical example of us in the community. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, Has anyone got anything funny. else before Dan gives us the uh, signs us off? No, but just no. I'm just reiterating, obviously, what what you guys have said already. But it's been it's been a, a wicked few months, years, you know, that we've been doing the podcast, and yeah, I'm looking forward to doing many, many more to come. So it's going to be good fun. Hell yeah. Are we going to wrap it up? Well, uh, yeah. I'd just like to say thank you for yep. listening. Merry Christmas to all of you listening. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, merry whatever it is the fuck that you like doing. Merry that. Kisses for the baby Jesus. Sign us off, Ross. <laughs> Peace! <laughs>